Candle Coven. I'm Elena. And I'm Jocelyn. And this is the Candle Coven Podcast. Every week we break down current pop culture events, talk about ourselves, and do deep dives into the lives of our favorite women in history and pop culture. So let's light some candles, get cozy, and talk at it. Elena, are you ready for the candle of the week? I'm ready. And it seems to me you lived your life like the candle of the week. <laughs> that's my that's what I've been singing in my head um, for days now. I think it's been a lot longer than days, though. I can't stop doing making up candle of the week songs. No, you're making up one song and it's that one that you just it's sang. been really that one. And um, it's because I recently got pink sparkly glasses and I feel like Elton John. You look like Elton John. Oh, thank you so much. That's like my life goal is to just be that. You're like the um, like a, a bitch. You're, like a, a, you're like a chipette version of Elton John. That's an exact description of me is Elton John and Chipette. As a chipette. What's her name? Brittany the chipmunk. Yeah. I loved that like little chipmunk i thought she was so styling she was right yeah that's exactly who i am she was hot right oh my god thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) you're not really a chipmunk no i'm like a string bean yeah you're a banana in pajamas (laughs) a hundred percent banana bananas pajamas (laughs) i have like that's what my face looks like too like, no, it doesn't, but also I know what you mean. I'm just like two dots and a smile. Like, sometimes Elena and I will break down the way our faces are or like how we look to just like abstract shapes and colors, and we both have an understanding of when that's correct or not. <laughs> yeah, like I look like um, the heads on Easter Island is like my face math. That's like, your, that is your face math, 100%. <laughs> that's good. It's probably like a, a Fibonacci sequence, and that's great. Quickly, let me just go back to the Kendall the week which is i'm so glad it's back in stock from the mystics collection it's sade eucalyptus and ylang ylang when i think of um sade i just like imagine like someone on like mtv in the 90s or the 80s i guess when she was mm-hmm. it was like late 80s early 90s yeah so she was like in fashion school in yes. the 80s right a St. Martin's. Yeah, St. Martin's. <laughs> and like she joined a band basically because she was just good at music right and I just imagine, and then she went solo because she was better than yes, all of them. Yes, that's true. And I just imagine her like going on MTV and the announcer being like, please welcome Said. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. <laughs> How many times that happened? Right. <laughs> and welcome to the stage, Said. <laughs> For the first time ever, Said. It's Anton Deck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this Sade candle. I'm going to read to you the scent description. A mezzo mix of soothing eucalyptus, lavender, frankincense, and rosemary. A haunting buzz of radiant ylang-ylang finished in a hypnotic cadence of sweet orange and bergamot. This is one of my favorites. It has a lot of different scent notes. It's like a very... I wanted it to be like herbal spa on steroids. Mm -hmm. Like the most herbally potiony you know, soothing blanket you, you know candles that are like thick yeah do you get what i mean creamy creamy I, that's what you mean yeah she's, she's it's yeah, a creamy it's yeah creamy. it's really creamy and warm thick with two c's oh yeah she thick i'm gonna light her up actually because i can't 
stand to be in this room without a fragrance. <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. But yeah, Sade is definitely like a creamy scent. And those that's like one of those things when you're trying to describe something where you're like, there are creamy florals or green florals. And like yeah. somehow people understand the difference between the two. Yeah, Kate, Kate is a green floral. Kate's a green. Yep. Or like I literally just thought to myself, is something burning? Are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on high alert. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, so this episode is a little bit different from our first three episodes. We decided since we just kind of got going, it would be a nice idea to do a Q&A episode. So we got some questions and answers coming for you. Um, we asked the Candle Coven on Instagram and via email if they wanted to submit any questions for us. And it was like AMA, ask us anything. So I got a handful of questions here we're going to go through. That's fun. That's fun. I'm very excited. Yeah. And maybe we'll do Q&A episodes in the future. I think that's I think a, we will. Yeah. yeah. We had some fun questions come in. Yeah. And like, I feel like you guys can really ask us anything. And if you want to, you can email us at podcast at bijoucandles.com. Something that we love to do also is we really like to um, give unsolicited advice and exactly. like really break down situations <laughs> mm-hmm. and like what people are doing. So if so, you yeah. have any questions about your <laughs> anything like that. Absolutely. <laughs> I kind of love an armchair moment. Yeah. Analysis. But yeah, you can, well, we can, well, it'll be anonymous. You can just say the thing and we'll go through it with you and give you completely unsolicited not professional advice, but just like I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer. But I am a doctor of traffic. This is like something that is like I makes me insane is being in traffic. I I just I understand how and why traffic happens. And no, but I also need to preface this by saying that Jocelyn doesn't drive. <laughs> so this is completely from a pr- passenger perspective. How am I meant to do doctoring if I'm operating a vehicle? So if you're if you were a surgeon, you would tell someone how to do it instead. I mean, I would have a lot of assistant nurses and you wouldn't be the one actually cutting. You would have a technician by you that you're coaching. What you're what this question presupposes is that when you're driving, that I'm not the one doing the cutting. And as a Capricorn, I like to think think that I'm in the commander seat. You think that you're driving (laughs) when I'm driving. I'm unwell. (laughs) I absolutely don't, but like there is like that like sick control part of me that's like, oh, that's the right up here. Like I'm also watching the GPS so the whole time. We were driving around Not that last I don't trust week. her, you guys. This is a me problem. Elena's a great no, driver. We were driving around last week and Jocelyn was like, I'm feeling sleepy. So I was like, take a nap. Which I never do. And like at the second she falls asleep, I freaking hit a pothole on the highway <laughs> and it blew our tire on the highway. Yeah. In the winter. It was a lot. So we had to like pull over and get someone to like change our tire because it was on the side of the highway and, and there was a barricade and we, there was like maybe a foot between us and the barricade yes. and then a foot between us and the highway. And every time cars drove by, it moved our, our whole car shook and it was so scary. Oh my God. Molly was, Molly was in the backseat and she was screaming the whole time. Molly was human screaming for some reason. <laughs> and Elena and I are the kind of people that like when something kind of is a little bit intense we both get like really calm and like we go into focus mode and just like solve it and then like hours later i'll be like oh my god we did that like all upset like because i held all of it inside but like um molly was just like "Ah!" 
<laughs> like poodle screaming. Like a poodle. You guys ever heard I a poodle so scream? Bad. They're awful. But she calmed down and she ended, up, she ended up being fine. But she was just like, I think she could feel our energy. And she was like, this is not good. Yeah. I turned around. I was like, Molly, I'm okay. Relax. <laughs> but everything was fine. The car got fixed. It was all good. But yeah, Jocelyn stopped driving for half a second. I hit a pothole. See? I was, that was my version of driving. Who do I sue? <laughs> Comment below. The state, the city, the commonwealth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so pissed about it. Yeah. So that happened. Um, and you just have to say, knock on wood, the, my odds of it happening again are a little bit less because it's like doing it twice, three because times, Because the thing happened already. Yeah. I feel like, all right, there's one, you know? Yeah. yeah. If it happens again, that's just like. I should stop driving. I mean, we should all stop driving. <laughs> That'd be nice. Driving is dangerous. That'd be nice if we didn't have to drive so much. Like the reason that I don't drive is because I do know how to drive. I'm a licensed driver. And do you think I'm a bad driver, Elena? I mean, I've never, I've barely seen you drive, but I bet you're not a bad driver. But like from what you've observed, what is, what's your take on it? You can be honest. I'm like. That you're too anxious. I'm a very anxious driver. You're like so stressed out the whole time that it yeah. completely clouds your ability to do it. Yeah, that's really true. I um was in a really bad car accident when I was 19 or 18. I was 18 and I didn't really drive that much after that because I yeah well I was in a really bad car accident when I was 18 and I was driving to a friend's house and I was just back from college so it was like winter break so it was like my first winter like after high school kind of thing Uh and we were gonna go to the mall and when I was driving on this like little windy road by his house it was like super icy and like kind of packed in that had it been plowed really well. Yeah. And I, there was like a, a curve in the road and like when I, how the curve was, it, it had me like kind of coasting to the other side of the road. Uh-huh. And as that was happening, a Mack truck was on this road delivering some large scale furniture to a neighborhood. It should not have been on this. Wow. How street. urgent. I mean, it was just like a normal day, like delivering furniture, but this was a very, back trucks are humongous and it doesn't really fit on this tiny windy road. Yeah. So in the suburbs, so they couldn't have gone some other smaller, smaller vehicle. I don't to know. Get there. I have no idea. I mean, they were, it's not, it wasn't, I don't Seems think in the end dangerous. it was anybody's fault, but they basically like, it was so slippery. My car like slid from like turning the curve underneath the Mack truck. And I hit their back wheel and spun out. And the back part of my car missed a tree by like grazing it. Jeez. And I like walked, I walked away from it. That's so scary. My car was totaled. And then I lived in New York City because I was in school. So I wasn't really driving that much after that. Mm-hmm. And I just developed this like intense phobia that I'm very much working on. But yeah, I have like, I'm just like not comfortable still with it. Cause like, I mean, yeah. you just have to do it, I guess. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to. And like, it's bad because, it. like, I like to drive. Elena likes to drive. And She's I haven't a great been able to drive since we've been like, that in the anecdote city for so of the pothole. That is the only time I've been with you in a car in a decade that something has ever happened. So, yeah, she's not a bad driver, guys. <laughs> I just have post traumatic stress disorder every time I get in a car. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is like, I haven't been a passenger that much because living in Manhattan, the only time you're in a car is going a few blocks yeah, in a cab. It's very different from not like cab. New York city driving is like basically doing bumper cars. Yeah. But like, yeah. I drove a max, a max truck in the city once. I know what? you've done lots of wild stuff like that. That would, that would send me into a full blown 
I'd have to go to the hospital from panic. If someone yeah. was like, you have to move this Mack truck, I'd be like, you know what? I quit. So, like, it doesn't matter because what are they going to do? Get mad at me. So? Don't be mad I think at that's, me. I think that's, like, what is actually behind your fear of driving is, like, you don't want people to be mad at you for, like, yeah. doing something wrong on the road. You're 100% you correct. You just have to drop that. No one cares about you. So, like, why? Who cares? I'm worried about all of them. You're not worried about them. You just want them to think that you're good at driving no, or you don't want to like get in anyone's way or like, did I do that? That yeah. was that wrong. Is that stupid? I like, guess they guess in a simple version that is you're true. like, you're scared of like the manners around driving. That's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> That's an apt. I mean, everyone has different standards for manners for driving. So you just have to like do what feels right for yourself. I, I'm scared of other drivers. That's fair enough. Oh my God. This is a therapy session. But, like, you can drive defensively while still being confident with your decisions. Yeah. I think because of, like, the lack of confidence that I have because of just being so out of practice, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes me second-guess my instincts and my decisions as well. So, I'm going to work on it. I mean, I figured out how to drive when I was, like, 16 and I was f- perfectly fine driving. Like, a bunch. Yeah. All over the place. Like, it's crazy. And now I'm, like... Th- 35 and I'm way more scared. Yeah. Well, I think you just get scared of things as you get older. Like, I can't imagine going on a roller coaster. (laughs) I know. And we went on a roller coaster like recently, like in the last like seven years. That's not recent. Listen to me. Seven years at our age is like, that's a big difference. Can I be perfectly honest? Like, we could have like four kids in seven years. No, no, no. Age 25 (laughs) through 30 uh, is one big year to me. I don't, it was just a lot of fun, good times, a lot of Prosecco. A lot of fun things. And I don't remember when anything was, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But now everything is just like, not, nope. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. I can't even imagine going on a roller coaster. I would be in pain for days. Like, I like them theo- theoretically, but the idea of going on it. Like, and I used to be like very brave about that too. Yeah, me too. I used to throw my body any around. And, yeah, I'll go on that. Now I'd be like, um, you know what? I'm going to go get a soft serve. Oh, I love a soft serve. Yeah. I just like don't have the energy. I can't. Is that crazy? No. It's a lot of adrenaline. I can't be bothered. I think it actually like is a lot of adrenaline to go through, like going on one of those things. What was the one that we went to in New Jersey? That was Six the, Flags. The that ride that was on King Ka. King Da Ka. That's the one you guys you know that what? Goes I think all the way up and down vertically. It's like a I 90 also degree. think that roller coasters are more comfortable for tall people. Yeah, they're so I exactly because like a lot of ones that would hurt your neck didn't hurt my neck. Yes, it, because they don't make the seats for me. They're made for like a, a standard male or yeah. something. They're made for someone who's like five, eight. Well, they're apparently not made for someone who's five, two with gigantic H cup booba loops. Not for long. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> not for long. They're going to be. Oh, my God. We're going to go on so smaller. many roller coasters when you're done. Yes. <laughs> But it's like when you push that, like the vest yeah. style thing down, they'd like push it against my boots yeah. and it wasn't necessarily against any other part of my body. Yeah, it was just holding you in my boobs. It was holding me in my boobs. That's scary. And I was, I was floating around in there. Like the rest of my body was like moving all over the place. I thought I was going to fall out, but my chimichangas, they saved me. <laughs> but like, you imagine like you're going down like the G force of a 90 degree drop and you're being held in by your Timothy's, <laughs> my Timothy Chalamet's, <laughs> camera one and camera two. Camera two. <laughs> I can't. That's why I don't like it. I always have bruises all over. It myself. all comes down to the boobs. I mean, what a a burden sometimes. Yeah. 
You know what I was thinking about recently? Mm-hmm. How in fifth grade, which is uh, middle school, middle school beginnings, there were like kids that made fun of me for being like flat chested. Do you relish those memories? Like, I, I just think how f- hilariously ridiculous everybody is. Middle school is terrible. I know. Like you're flat and they make fun of you and then you get boobs and, and then, then like no one shuts up about it. And they make fun of you no, either way. That's my thing about being a woman is like. It's a lose-lose situation, so yeah. just do whatever you want. I know. I've gotten flack for having both. And then, well, you know what they would call me? A wall with puffy stickers on it. You know how many of those boys jacked off to a wall with puffy stickers <laughs> on it? <laughs> but I literally am just like, Where, these these kids are not and that nice. I mean, it's fine now because the irony of it is like now I'm not, I'm no longer even a wall. I think it's just like a, what would you, it's a built-in. <laughs> From Wayne's an, an entertainment center. An entertainment <laughs> I just want a flat screen. It's a stereo tablet from the 80s. I would just like a flat, a screen, flat screen. With the art frame Smart on TV, it. maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'd love an art frame. I do want to get one of those art frames on the TV, but is it dumb? No, I think it could be cool. It's cool, right? Yeah. I saw these art frames that you can put on your TV and they're like, like a, it's like a picture frame. And it makes your TV. It looks look like, like a, you're, you're in a museum. And you can put like a screensaver on it that is like a piece of art. Okay, what piece of art would you put in your screensaver? The screen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's that one that I am always obsessed with that um, is really creepy? Is it Klimt? The one where it's what's his name eating his son? That really scary piece of artwork that freaks me out. Goya? Goya. Thank you. Saturn Devouring His Son by Francisco Goya. Nice. Um, this piece of art, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and Google that. Um, it's just horrifying to me, but yeah. I, it, I can't stop looking at it and I think about it all the time. So Don't it's you ho- love that. It's obviously done. It's that's job. like my favorite stuff. So yeah, that's what I would put on the TV. <laughs> nice. What would you put? I would put like that. Elena was an art history major just to interject. So I lo- always love to hear her takes on art. Well, that's so funny because I was literally going to say like the picture of Aretha Franklin with the camcorder. OK, but that's sick. <laughs> that's not not art. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite pictures of all time. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I just like love iconic behavior like that. Where yeah. It's just like I'm going to do what I want to do. That's what I'm talking about. I know. I love that. That's like really my what I like, I really appreciate what is makes like when you people, feel like something's iconic. Yeah. Just when people are just like so ridiculously themselves. Yeah. And just do whatever they want. I know. That's like the fun thing when you're just like, oh, good for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels so good just to see someone being like, I literally don't care. It's the most, it's so refreshing. Yeah. Um, wait, we, let's do some questions. Let's do some Q and A. Okay. You asked them, we're answering them. All right. So I'm just going to kind of jump around. There's like, uh, they're all different questions like of different business related candles or personal or whatever so i'm just gonna ask some and we will say answer them say what the answers are (laughs) okay so i'm gonna ask you some questions from this and let's see how it goes okay these are from the candle coven what pushed you to start your own company um well i i graduated school in 2008 so there weren't really (laughs) (laughs) any jobs to be had right Um, so I was in production for a while and I like, I just can't work for anybody else. Yeah. And and I don't mean that in like a selfish way, more in that I really like my, the way that I act, like my schedule, Mm -hmm. it's not conducive to like 
a company's culture. Right. Like a nine to five. Yeah. Like I, I just wouldn't, if someone like, if I had a boss that like told me what to do, Mm -hmm. I, it would like completely melt my brain. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I would be like, okay, well I have to go home and do it like on my schedule and just give me a due date. And like, yeah, that didn't exist. Right. You're like, you're like a project based worker. Yeah. Like I'm an insomniac. I like go to sleep at like three in the morning. I just like can't get up and like, well, yeah. And it's something like I can't prevent. It's like my, you know what I mean? I mean, it's how I'm built. You have ADHD. I think this is what this is. Yeah. And I'm the same way as you where it's legitimately your neurotype. And I feel like a lot of people identify like this too like it's when I feel productive isn't necessarily between these hours and these hours yeah. and like there's it's was not a, every day and there was another thing that I read like on top of that about how the nine to five and like the work week is based on the physiological aspects of like a male body mm-hmm. whereas um like sometimes women just because of the nature of their cycles and this and that just have different bouts of energy and spurts of energy. Yeah, of course. I mean, like when the labor force was being built, it was all men. Right. So it's not necessarily conducive to everybody. And I'm sure not men either. I'm sure yeah. anybody, no one should be working that hard or that much. It's just like insane. But like, yeah, I think it just makes sense. Like where it's like, okay, I'm this week I did all this. And then this week I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And like, pro- that's kind of how we run Bijou is like very project based. Yeah. I think the question to this answer I mean, the answer to this question for me is really similar to like, we just are really self-motivated. And like, when I do work for a company, I've always put like a lot of myself into it, Mm -hmm. which it can be really hard when it's like, you know, you're not running it necessarily, but like, yeah, Jocelyn's like the one, the group project that does the whole thing. I just like naturally become that person. Yeah. She's unstoppable. (laughs) So stop it. So I think I just like, it was just gonna be natural that I was gonna do some sort of entrepreneurial thing for myself yeah I mean that's kind of why we were always pretty comfortable with it and your your family background is a lot of businesses that your family owned so it's sort of like the family businesses to start businesses <laughs> yeah my dad is kind of similar to me in the he's like I think he had like one job yeah it's all stuff when that he he's first worked moved for here. himself no when he like graduated from college he that's actually where he met my mom <laughs> was his one job Yes. Well, he also was a cab driver. Yeah, but like that's different. I mean, like a court, like a job in like an a office. Like a corporate job. Yeah. yeah, because he's he worked a lot of different jobs. Yeah. Yeah, he worked, but a like. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's true. Like when you have that example of somebody like that is like, I'm going to start my own thing. Like it does make you feel like, okay, like this can be done. I've seen it mm-hmm. happen. So it's sort of like in your in your DNA. Yeah. It's what I'm familiar with, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think a lot of people, there were a lot of questions that I got that were like, how do you start a small business? And like, how does it go? And like, kind of like the technical aspects of starting Mm -hmm. it. And like, I agree, like, there's so many questions, like you can look up all the answers to, but you're not going to know until you get in there. And like, Mm -hmm. there's so much to know. (laughs) And honestly, like, consistency is key. Yeah, I think consistency is. You really have to just like put in the time yeah. consistently. Yes. I mean, there were a lot of questions that were like, how long did it take before you guys uh, were able to like support yourselves with Bijou? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, an interesting thing just to know, like there is going to be a long period of time where you won't be able to, and you're mm-hmm. going to have to put like a lot of money into it, et cetera. So that's definitely something that people should know if you're thinking of sm- yeah, like a small save businesses. up a ton of money. Yeah, save up as much money as you can. And like, like, if you can get your friends or family to invest, yeah, 
if they, you know, give right, make a deck for people that, you know, right. Just never stop. Never. Just, you can't give up and don't shut up about it on social media. Yeah. Like that's free. Yeah. If you have like a few products that you've made or yeah. Find just your, like, find your coven and yeah. see there's, you know what I mean? Like, I think if people are looking for that kind of like advice for how to do it, you can find all the information for how to set everything up. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that's actually easy. It's like figuring out what your voice is, what you, yeah. who you are. Like some, that takes some times too. Cause like, you know, but then sometimes you're like, actually I'm more like this. Yeah. This, this works. And or like, it looks like this demographic really is picking up on this. Right. And you're you like, know? that makes sense because like, those are people I'd be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> At some point you're literally like, it's, it's my, it's our friends. Like that's what it's like. Our, our demographic yeah. is it's like people we really, and it's true because I feel like we're on Instagram. Like I'm always constantly chit chatting with people in the DMS because we are just always like checking in on each other. It's really mm-hmm. nice. It's like a nice, fun community, but that comes with time. Like for sure. Yeah. I think it's just like just being consistent and like mistakes too. A lot of things are going to happen. that are out of your control or you're going to make a mistake. You just, ha- how you respond to it is mm-hmm. how you'll move forward. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got. Something that I struggle with too, with the business yeah. is I have like a really bad imposter syndrome. Oh God. So it's yeah. even hard for me to like talk about this stuff. Right. No, I totally get that. Cause like, I'm not trained in, like, I don't have an education in like design or anything. Like I studied art history. Right. So like, you don't have a formal education. No, not formal. Like I taught self-taught. I'm self-taught, but like that comes, like that comes with a lot of insecurity. So yeah. like, yeah. No, I think that's, I think a lot of us feel that way. And it's so funny too, because I mean, if you think about like a couple generations back, like a lot of the things that we're working on, they were just being invented. So like, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit is sort of just like always creating your own pathway. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, what's the, that horrible saying there's 12 ways to skin a cat. I, it's a terrible saying. <laughs> like, where did that, like, why is that That's a, awful. a turn of phrase? Yeah. But basically it's just like, there's, mm-hmm. oh, there's more than one way to do something. <laughs> Wait, I could have just said that. <laughs> but I mean, do you what think that like some that old saying? man was like, there's 12 ways to skin a cat and whoever they were talking to was just like, oh, I know. And then they told everybody Uncle Rob, and then, it, and then it became a saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are some other questions on here? I'm going to ask some of the personal ones that are on here. Oh. OK, people want to know more about when we first met. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's been about I think it's been 10 years now. It was it 10 years ago? What year is it? <laughs> 2020 yeah like 10 years ago yeah that we met mm-hmm. we met we were brought onto an existing improv team by two members that were on it and um i think we just liked each other right away mm-hmm. i remember like the very first scene you went out to do i made sure i went out and did it with you because i just like i liked you you have such a better memory of these things. Like I have such a hard time memorizing or like remembering specifics. Yeah. I remember like really minute details. Did we have a scene where we were like parents? Yeah. There was a scene where it had something to do with a Sky Mall catalog. <gasps> do you I remember love this. Yeah. That, you, that tracks because I love Sky Mall. Yeah. I think that was your brief. And Ethel that. Drew gets some Sky Malls. I know. Ethel Drew, for those of you who don't follow us on Instagram, is... I started, my last name is Drew, and I started randomly getting catalogs at this new address that we moved to for an Ethel Drew. And they're all like those catalogs, like Montgomery Ward and whatever. They're, you know, exactly the types, like just like they have a couch in them, but they also have um, like a dialysis machine. <laughs> like it's like a little bit of A and B. Um, and 
I don't know who Ethel Drew is. They're they're addressed to my address and the name Ethel Drew. It's just crazy. And there's and no I, Ethel Ethel Drew in the family. There's no one in the family. And I like asked. I was like. If my mom, my sister, I'm like, did you guys sign me up for catalogs? And they're like, no, that's so weird. And wait, the first one that we got addressed to the Ethel first Drew. One. We opened it up and there's a page of like charm bracelets. Yeah. And the bracelet in the picture had the tag that said Jocelyn on it. It said my name on it. And how, when does that happen? It was like one name on the page. It was like a bracelet with like a heart and it was like written on it engraved you could get it engraved and the name was jocelyn and i'm sorry but like it's just not that common no it was very weird sometimes when things like that happen i'm like they're straight up making fun of me like is it would be so I mean funny the game that we're playing well, yeah. like i'm just thinking like oh maybe it's your spirit guy but it's probably just like big brother <laughs> yeah it's like some robot algorithm yeah and that's how we met <laughs> and that's how we met <laughs> But we really like just we were both seeing other people. So we were friends for a while and then we ended those relationships. And like very soon after that, we realized like we've been like holding off on this and we got together and then we've been together ever since. Yeah. And like when we say together, we mean like we have not not seen each other. Yeah. Every we've, been, we've been apart for maybe 48 hours the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was painful. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What's some other fun questions in here? Oh, someone said, who do you admire in improv and comedy? Do you know who's like really cool to see making it kind of? Who? Um, Darcy Carden. Yes. Who plays Janet on The Good Place was performing at the UCB a lot when we were yeah. there. And I think she's so funny. She is so funny. I love The Good Place. Yeah. She was great in that. All right. There's some other really interesting questions on here. Did you not want to answer? Did you answer that question? <laughs> what was the question? I'm sorry. What was the question? Who's your comedy? Uh, who do I admire? Yeah. I, yeah, you. No, but actually. Um, Goldie Hawn. I mean, there's so many that I do. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I, there's so many. I hate like having to answer who's my favorite this and that because I have so many. Okay, I think for current things, mm-hmm. I think the whole uh, team behind Search Party, like that whole oh, crew yes. is so funny. Cola Scola. Yeah. They are one of my favorite yeah. comedy people. I love Cola Scola. Thank you for jogging my memory. I love Cola Scola. In terms of like current stuff, I think that whole crew is really good. Yeah. I like really kind of dark comedy. I think it's really funny. You know who I love? Who? That reminded me? Hmm. Christina Applegate. Uh, she's so funny. There were some things that she did in that last season of Dead to Me. Did you guys see Dead to Me? That oh my God. That so funny. That show, I loved that show. Yeah. She is so, she does little things that are so funny. Remember in The Sweetest Thing? Remember she's yeah, in yeah, the movie yeah. where she's like, there's like a point where they're at a church and like there's a little kid staring at her and the whole time she's like, turn around and look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. <laughs> turn around and look at Jesus. See, there's Jesus up on the cross. And like, I just thought it was like so, like, you know, she just ad-libbed that. Yeah. It's so funny. And you know that she's in one of my favorite movies yes. of all time. The, a movie that I quote on a daily basis. Oh, this is a good, this is one of the questions too. Oh yeah, our favorite like movies and favorite like cult movies. Yes. Yeah. If instead of asking questions, I should just like just continue to talk because I'll probably answer all yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. It is one of my favorite movies ever of all time, and I quote it yeah, yeah. regularly. Yeah, right on top of that rose is a big one. Right on top of that rose, obviously. But my favorite one, which is a lesser known quote, is when Rose Lindsay is talking to the receptionist out front, uh-huh. 
and she does not like her because she's annoying. And the receptionist uh, is like, oh, Rose, whatever. And she turns around and goes, what is it, Carolyn? Something. Yeah. And what is it, Carolyn? Something is my favorite thing to say. Yeah, you if say it all the anything time. anything is, is annoying or uh, like distracting me. And just so you know, I'm so easily distractible. So it, what is it, Carolyn? Something. Like, it's just so funny to me. How good is that fashion show? Um, the GAW fashion show, General Apparel West yeah, fashion show. It's epic. Oh, why don't the, people dress like that? The music, like the chef outfit. She's whipping up in her boots. <laughs> <laughs> it's that fashion show, and um, you've got the touch from the Barbie Epcot birthday the party. The Barbie VHS. touch. All you've got, got to do, do is, is accessorize. You got the touch. Do do the Barbie touch. Something it's like the most weirdly sinister um, chord progression or like note progression. Yeah, it's like it's, it feels weird. Yeah, and you're like, this is a Barbie fashion show, and the song is like accessorize. It's like it, it's like watching a villain song in Disney. It is a little villainy for some reason. It's so good. I ever people have seen it because I've posted it before, and a lot of people know it. It was like in '94. Good year. That was a great year. I think it's 94. Um, And it's like Barbie's birthday in Epcot. So it's like all different Barbies from around the world. And it culminates <sighs> in this live stage show at Epcot. Remember like so great good. Epcot like live. Oh, do you know what we don't talk about enough? Hmm. The episodes of Full House where they go to Disney. Yeah. I mean, those are iconic. I had those on VHS and like wore them out. Yeah. And the those Beach are, Boys those are, are like the best, bo- the best episodes of Full House, I think. Are you like a big Full House person in general? I really liked it. I mean, I loved TGIF. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, I watched it. Was yeah, I've seen, like... T- was Full House on TGIF? Yeah, I've seen, like, every episode. And, wait, what else was on TGIF? It was, um... Boy Meets World, Family Matters, I think, was on it. What about... It changed the, all the time, what's too. What's the one with, um, the family with Patrick Duffy? Step by Step? Step by Step. I love that one. Day by day. Remember the, that one that was, like, um, Teen Angel? Do you remember that one? No. Tell me more. Maybe it'll drop. It was uh, these this teenage boy and his his best friend died, but his angel was always around. So he he, he was like hanging out with him anyway, but he had angel wings on. How morbid. It was pretty morbid. Is that on TGIF? I think it was like in, in the later years. Oh, okay. I don't think I remember that one. I'm was surprised. Hanging with Mr. Cooper on TGIF? Hanging with Mr. Cooper was one of my most favorites. And the, the what's the name of Holly Robinson? Pete looks just like a member of En Vogue. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. So there's that tidbit. That's that's the kind of information that I have in my brain (laughs) is those kinds of things. God, remember just like (laughs) having TGIF and then SNCC the next day. SNCC was my everything. I think they should just play SNCC for us on on Saturday nights. If they like replayed like old like 90s millennial kids episodes of like Are You Afraid of the Dark I would watch. But they do. Like, I need the whole block of SNCC. Like, I need the, the commercials. Like, yeah. I want the commercials from the 90s. Yeah. Oh. And I need, like, all those oh inter- intercut things of them with the couch. Like, I just need that block of television. On. I would. That We know what would happen to me every time is that thing that happens when I watch, like, nostalgic commercials and stuff. Which would you, is, like, vibrate into space? I vibrate into space. <laughs> I literally, like, will hear a commercial. It's like, little miss, dress up, little miss. And I'm like... <laughs> and it's like my brain is like tunneling back in time it's almost like i'm time traveling in my brain to find that memory it's that's like that scene in ratatouille when the when the critic eats the ratatouille yeah, and except it like zooms a, into it his kind of hurts like yeah it feels good like the nostalgia feels good but you're also sort of like am i sad 
No. People are happy. I want to throw up. <laughs> yeah, you're literally just like. Bleh! I wonder if it's just like a weird time travel feeling because like you are kind of time traveling. In a I way. mean, yeah, you're like accessing like a part of your brain that's being triggered and it must like the neural connections or the pathways that it's like trying to remake must make you feel some type I'm of I'm confused. I am doing a confused. <laughs> like anything can get me there. I literally hear like creepy crawlers and i'm like bye yeah (laughs) i can't picture you as a creepy crawler girl um i did have the creepy crawlers you did yeah because i used it at a friend's house and then i linked in i wanted it (laughs) i liked the way they smell they smelled really weird (laughs) guys everything is about how it smells and there are some (laughs) weird smells that i like like gasoline i like that smell yeah i don't get that some people like that i don't like it i love it I had my dad worked in the garage like all the time. He's like a drag racer. So I just I like the smell of gas. RuPaul's Drag Race? It was RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Dad Race. <laughs> can you imagine if Who's he did, got the khakiest shorts? Can you imagine if RuPaul did a category is dad? <laughs> Costco shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. A full Costco ensemble. Yeah. A Kirkland. The Kirkland. Category is Kirkland Home brand. Depot on a Sunday. <laughs> Uh, category is father-daughter dance. No. No. <laughs> father-daughter dance no. is a pair of pleated front khakis. Oh, my God. A button-down shirt. A short-sleeve button-down shirt. A short-sleeve, and it's sweaty. It's soaking wet. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, like, some sort of, like, let's do a wallaby. That's too nice, honest, to, okay, to okay, be okay. honest. Do you want to do, like, a, a boat shoe? I was thinking, like, a a. a a brown leather. I'm imagining like, some sort of like square toed number. Oh, okay. That the wife picked up from. Uh, Doesn't it feel good? The to shoe. Pay less? Oh, what's it called? Um, rack room shoes. Rack room. Okay, nice. All right, that outfit works for me. The short sleeve shirt is rough. I, whose idea was it to put a blazer over a short sleeve shirt? My like, thing, is it just rolled up into your armpit? That's what my thing is. Is you can't hold the sleeves. That sounds like a nightmare. And it's not the same as like a t shirt underneath. Or like a blouse underneath. Yeah, because a t-shirt, you can like go in and scoot it down. Yeah, and like a silky blouse is just like, whatever, you're Mm -hmm. good. But like when the idea of a cuffed sleeve just sort of like compressed uncomfortably against my skin, I don't care for it. And also the inside of a blazer doesn't feel great against the skin. Sometimes like the inside of a blazer liner, like that liner just like feels like it sticks to you. Yeah. I'm very sweaty. I feel like I'm always (laughs) so sweaty. Right? Like you I, complain about getting sweaty. Yeah. I just like don't like a be sweaty unless I'm purposefully getting sweaty. So like when I work out, I want to be disgusting. Like you know I, who loves that? Who? Molly. Oh, yeah. The coach. Well, yeah. Molly is anybody who has a dog knows that your dogs are gross. They are the best, but they also try and steal your dirty underwear and lick the sweat off your face when you're working out. Yeah. And the thing that's even grosser is that um, pet parents let them do it. And realize it's just an act of love from your dog. And I love her so much. And I'm never going to lick, lick my face. She can lick my salty face whenever she wants. It's so cute. Because she just like goes over and she's like, hi. And also she kind of works out with us too. It's very cute. She's like constantly like stretching and posing. <laughs> She'll like wait for my cue to, to come over and lick my face. Oh, wait. Somebody had a question for Molly in here. Um, what is Molly's favorite human food? Chicken bacon. Yes. That we eat. She loves. That's her favorite thing is chicken bacon. Or turkey bacon, by yeah. far. Wait, um, there's something. She oh, loves she rotisserie loves chicken. Too. Obviously. Oh wait, she this loves is, cornbread. No, she loves cornbread. I'll tell you the story because she's in the other room. I know this story. I know. So 
so what this story cornbread is. is like one of my favorite foods so i get it all the time she gets it from you she does it runs in the family mm-hmm. um so i obviously when i get cornbread i give her some little bites and one time she had some bites of cornbread she had a lot of bites of cornbread she had a lot of bites of cornbread yeah. and this is when we were in the city so they had a, a pp pad in case you know they had to do their business and yeah. we didn't take them out I mean, they for went whatever for walks, reason. but they also... They're both trained. Yeah. They're versed. But both, in case you don't know, we used to have Molly's litter mate, her brother, Oliver, who sadly passed when he, a couple years ago. But anyways, she ate a bunch of cornbread. <laughs> she ate a bunch of cornbread, and then she pooped that night, um, and apparently the cornbread had made it through, and she enjoyed it so much that she ate her poop with the cornbread in it. <laughs> and, um, and she loved it. Molly is not a poop eater. So that was no, it is not becoming of her. Really she knows. good, really good cornbread. She's ashamed of herself. She's never been the same. It was a lot. It was funny to me. <laughs> no, it was funny, but also horrible. So gross. Because it was like, okay, so, so we had the PB pads out so like they could feel like they could drink water whenever they wanted to. And if they needed to go in the middle of the night, I just had them trained to do both indoor and outdoor. And we knew she had pooped in the middle of the night because we heard her get down off the bed and we were like, she's pooping. I'm so tired. I don't feel like getting it. We both like passed out. And in the morning we woke up and the poop was gone, but there was like, we could see that there was poop there. Yeah. The ghost of and the poop we were, was there. The ghost of poop, which is one of my favorite songs. From My from Chemical, my chemical. <laughs> And the poop of girlfriends past. <laughs> yep, that's the one. So, um, yeah. Did she hear us? No, she no, can't she's hear us. She'd be so embarrassed. Don't tell her. <laughs> um, somebody asked. They they saw us making food that we posted a while back that looked vegan and wanted to know if we were also vegan. Um, we are not vegan, but we do eat vegan food sometimes. We do. We get like lots of different kind of things. We'll eat vegan. We'll eat vegetarian. Um, but we don't eat any beef or pork or like mammal meat and we will eat poultry and fish but we try to eat plant-based a lot um we eat a lot of like beyond and um what's the other one impossible Impossible. i love them impossible so yeah we just don't eat that we don't eat like red meat pretty much or um like any mammal meats i haven't eaten red meat since like high school yeah i I read this article once i remember why because like i have i genetically have high cholesterol yeah since I was like a little kid. Yeah. And my dad and my grandmother have it too. And so I've always just been like aware of that. And I read this article in high school about this person that I guess ate like a burger at like a barbecue that they had at their house and literally like died the next day. Oh yeah. It was a barbecue. <laughs> what was the name of that? Fast Food Nation. Did you ever to read that book? the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I, I made a burger with some mayonnaise <laughs> I put some lettuce on it and then I died the <laughs> next day that's not funny but no it's not it is it isn't it isn't it's, yeah um wait did you ever read fast food nation I don't read books so no yeah I haven't I stopped reading books in I want to say like 2011 oh wait to go back to that question <laughs> Gabe Liebman I love the comedy people yeah. Gabe Liebman is super funny who and one of his does stand-ups he have, is he, does he work on search party too? i think he's written for it, yeah. yeah but he one of his stand-ups he goes i don't read any books and i have never felt more seen yeah and that's the thing is is that you actually read a lot and you do but read. just not books no you're you read books but you just like don't sit down and read a book how do i explain this to people 
you like will read a book on your phone. It's like, like an ADD thing. Yeah. It's you will read a book. I'll like read a book while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's like something that um I mean we've mentioned this before, but Elena and I both were diagnosed with ADD. Um re- like older. We As were, a 34-year-old like, woman. Like older, yes. And they um, wonder why I had such a hard time in school. And we'll literally be like, sometimes I can't do something or get something done until I have other things to do. And then I like, will be like, okay, well, let me finish this thing first. And it's like the thing I was putting off. Like if I find something to do that, I want to do less, the yeah. thing that I want to do more will get done. Yeah. You know, when I get most work done, when I'm on hold with any sort of customer service line. That's true. I will literally. I see you like. <laughs> go through like spreadsheets i'll be on, on hold. hold and just like <sighs> and it's like doo, and i doo, get doo, doo. all my tasks done yeah. in the 15 minute like it, it's just like i wonder if we could just like play hold music and it'll trigger your mind into hyper focus mode okay i'm gonna try that <sighs> i've literally gotten things that i put off for like weeks done where it's like all right let me file this thing all right let me put this in the books da, da, da. Put this in the books. and i do it while i'm on hold because nope. i don't want to be on hold. Wait, I totally interrupt you with Gabe Liebman, but what about books? Oh, um, Food Fast Food Nation. Oh, yeah. It was all about, like, bad beef and how it made you so sick. I mean... Pretty much. Yeah, like, the the meat industry is not very good. Yeah, it's not nice. In this country. Yeah, it could be better. Even if it were good, though, like, I don't feel comfortable eating mammals. Yeah. I probably should feel that way about more animals, and I do, but it's, it's a hard transition for me. Yeah, I'm I, working on it. Yeah, I mean... I actually don't like eating meat. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with uh, fish. Um, but I just like there's sometimes I mean, sometimes I get chicken stuff and I like it and it's good. And I love like a turkey sandwich. But like if it tastes like too meaty or chewy, I get like really wigged out. Yeah, you hate that. I don't I have a texture thing with me where I don't like it to ta- feel meaty in my mouth. <laughs> I just don't like to chew. You, she really likes the impossible meat for that reason. I love it. It's like, like I don't want to eat. I want to like gum something yeah. down. So Jocelyn is, doesn't have like four of her back molars. It, you make it. You make it sound like I'm missing teeth. You are missing teeth. You they are missing t- chompers. They were purposefully removed. Yeah, they're yes, they were taken out of your beautiful face. Thanks. <laughs> but now you are restricted in your chewing. Yeah. So I mean. This is something I learned later in life, but I have, I, I mean, I knew I was missing these molars, but I didn't realize like that that was a lot. Like, like imagine having four less teeth in the back of your mouth to chew with. Yeah. So basically I was getting all my orthodontics done and I had a very small mouth and I had a lot of big teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of your memoir. A very small mouth. It's a very big teeth. A lot of big teeth. <laughs> they were big for my face. Oh my god! It's gosh. so funny because your baby teeth were so—they were microscopic. Okay, like, to so be fair, were... to be fair, they were awful. <laughs> I had the ugliest baby teeth. They really did not prepare anyone for what was coming with the they, adult teeth. Okay, you guys, for some reason. I look like weird. Like <laughs> they're like little tiny. I look like I look like I was kind of like g- gummy. Like I was going to have like kind of a gummy smile, which, you know, that can work for some people. But that th- didn't work on me. It didn't happen either. It's like the opposite. They were my happened. baby teeth. They fell out. But you want to know what it is? Hold on a minute. I just made this realization. It wasn't that I had small baby teeth. That's not what happened. What happened? I lost my teeth 
really oh my god that's right you told me that that's not yes that is so weird that's why they look weird is because the rest of your face is normal size i was i was like in elementary school and everyone else had like snaggle teeth growing in now missing a front tooth or whatever and i have a mouth full of the teeth of an infant why did that happen i don't know i wonder if your mom was concerned no she was like it'll happen eventually I don't think we were concerned. I mean, I wanted to because I was like, I want the tooth fairy to come. And then when I typical Capricorn waiting for the tooth fairy to leave (laughs) her some money under the pillow. This is even more me than that. When I did lose my first tooth, um, I put it under my pillow, obviously. And I was so anxious about that MF tooth fairy coming that I didn't sleep a wink. Of course you didn't. I was like terrified. Because you were having guests. I was having guests. Um, my other memoir that I do want to write is called The Threat of Company. Oh, yeah. yeah she's actually working on this. The Threat of Company is um, when the way that you keep maintain a home if there's the threat of company coming. People are going to need this at the end of this pandemic too, because I think everyone forgot how to have company. Yeah. So the threat of company is you have to make your house hotel, like luxury hotel level clean Mm -hmm. and accessible for guests. No one can be made to live there. No, it has to look like no one lives there. It has to look like a spec home. Like no one, but with soul, but with a soul. Yep. It's the, it's the fine balance of making it look like homey and comfortable, but also untouchable and chic. And that's, we haven't even touched on like what you're serving. Oh, the food platter. Yeah. Like, did you leave anything for the tooth? Did you leave her cookies or anything? No, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't leave her. I left her my tooth. I thought that's what she yeah, wanted. Yeah, I guess so. But like, as I was like laying there in bed, I was like, am I going to know when she's here? Am I going to feel it? Is it going to hurt? Will she am go, I gonna see am her? I going to see her? Is she going to touch me? Like literally it's just like, like I didn't sleep a wink and I must've fallen asleep. I checked my pillow. Like anytime I fell asleep a little bit, I would wake up and like check my pillow. My tooth was still there. And I was like sick to my stomach. Yeah, I bet your poor mother was like outside your door waiting for you to just fall asleep. And she's like, she's not going to I'm going to have to ask her because she'll probably be like, she'll be like, she's like waiting for her chance to go in. Yeah, she's not going to remember. She's like, I don't remember. Um, um, I did end up falling asleep in the wee hours of the morning and I did get money. I don't know how much it was. Why do I feel like it was like a $5 bill? Nice. Knowing my mom, she would have wanted to make it really nice. That's very cute. But like, I did not lose my teeth until I was older than the other kids. So I had like intact, a full intact baby smile when I was in first grade. Of the these, proportions like, were just really out of whack. small teeth. And then when my teeth did came in, they were just humongous. <laughs> so they had to, I think they gave me a palate expander. This is like maybe sixth grade. So I'm like 12 or something. What a, what a time to be alive. A palate expander. Oh, my God. It went around, like, some of my molars on the side of my teeth, and they were... I had to turn this key, and it, like, basically cracks your top jaw open to make your mouth bigger, to make room for your teeth. And so they gave me this palate expander, and I was like, like, I couldn't talk. It was like, you're being a geek. Like, I couldn't, like, press my tongue up to the top of my mouth, so I couldn't say, like, E-E words, like, E, like, grease, cheese. I was like, gee. Like, I couldn't talk. And, like, it was just hard. It was hard. How long did you have that? Six months I had that. And then afterwards they were like, she really didn't make that much. Didn't really do that much. So they still had to go ahead and pull four adult molars. They pulled four I can't molars. imagine what your face would look like if they had made enough space for those teeth. I know. I really don't have a lot of room. Like they ended up making it nice. I'm very happy with the work they all did. But like 
I, but now I, you can't eat spinach. Oh, I choke on spinach every time. I would like to know how people are that's, eating cooked yeah. greens. That's how and someone not can choking take you out. That's if you were like a Russian spy. That's how they would take you out. I was just give you a, a bowl of cooked spinach. I would be so sick. I would be unwell. <laughs> I have choked on friggin' cooked spinach every time I eat it. Yeah. It's like fibrous. It goes down your throat and it tickles your throat and you feel like you're choking and I hate it. And I think it's because I don't have one of my my chewers, my grinders in the back. Missing the chewers. And does anybody else have this problem? Like, please let me know. This seems pretty rare. Email me podcast <laughs> at bijoucandles.com. I want to know. Can you email also- us at um, missingmolars <laughs> at bijoucandles.com. <laughs> but like, I, you, I have a lot of anxiety about um, choking and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you do. It's because Caitlin Watson. <laughs> I was like, is she going to tell the I'm story? I'm tell him. Caitlin Watson, when I was like three or four years old, was this older girl who lived across the street. So she was probably like nine. And she hung out with me when I was like really little. And we were playing downstairs in my playroom. And she balled up a ball of Play-Doh. And she's like four or five years older than me. And she goes, close your eyes and open your mouth. And I did because I was just a little kid. And she shoved a ball of Play-Doh down my throat. And I choked on it. And it was awful. My mom like sent her home. And That's like, so mean. I like it went down my throat. It was like That's really like crazy. bad. It was bad. What's happening at home with Caitlin Watson? Well, quite a lot. Because that's really some legally scary I, behavior. Legally, I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, but I and that it sort of like transpired throughout my whole life i have like a little bit of like god this whole podcast is gonna be about my ptsd <laughs> i charge a hundred dollars an hour <laughs> but yeah i have like a little bit of a choking phobia and it comes up when i'm in high stress situations oh my god and then it presents itself as that she can't swallow nope i'll be like chewing i'll be like i'm gonna i can't swallow this i'm gonna choke it's very weird guys being, I'm, being I'm married okay. to you is a roller coaster i don't have to go on roller coasters because i live in one <laughs> Is it that bad? Is it bad? No, it's, for you? it's like exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, like, what's it gonna be today? It, well, you know what? At least you fit in this roller coaster because it is. Oh, that sounded so much dirtier than I intended it to be. <laughs> I meant literally because, like, I don't fit. Yeah. Bye. Um, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I guess I've just I've been working through all these things recently. Being in quarantine, we're yeah. Just, there's a lot of self reflection coming up. I'm like, you know what? I'm upset about the choking incident. I'm glad you were able to pinpoint it. Yeah. And once I figured it out, I kind of stopped doing it. I haven't had knock on wood too many issues with it. I feel like any issue you have, you can probably like trace back to anything that happened to you before you were six, six. or six and younger. That's like some sort of thing. It's like they say like things that happen to you before you're six is like you kind of yeah. replay it over and over again. Yep. I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> can they take that part out? <laughs> Let me see if there's any um other questions in here about things that you want to forget about. <laughs> oh, man. What is your favorite memory you have together? Do you have one? I mean, I don't have a favorite one. I have so many good ones. Do you want to name some favorites that come to mind? I really loved our honeymoon. Our honeymoon was so much fun. We went to Paris. I really, I thought Versailles was so fun and funny. Versailles was fun and funny. um, And I also had diarrhea there. Which was one of the best parts. Have I mentioned that before on the podcast? Because... No, I don't think so. Can you imagine if I mentioned more than once that I had diarrhea at Versailles? I don't know if it was specifically on this podcast. (laughs) I had diarrhea the entire time I was in um, Paris, France. <laughs> I mean, we both have diarrhea every time we go anywhere. <laughs> but, but you do a lot. And that's why we have a candle company. <laughs> like, for real. 
People are like, what was the impetus for starting your business? And I was like, irritable bowel syndrome? Yeah. Hey. No, I'm like just obsessed with fragrance, but like definitely that helps. Yeah. And when you're ready for guests, which I always am. Exactly. Threat of company. Don't you want a guest to feel like if they have to like use the bathroom and their stomach a, hurts that they're safe with a candle in there? If you go into a bathroom at someone's house and there's a lit candle, it's like such a It's nice so welcoming. Touch. Yeah. It's like, I understand that you're a human and you may have to poop and God bless. Yeah. It's a very nice touch. <laughs> it is a nice touch. <laughs> it's I love it. the Barbie touch. <laughs> I have to say too, I also appreciate a candle that has been pre-lit. And what I mean by that is that it's been allowed to emit its scent uh, like an hour before company arrives so mm. that when you do go in there, you're like this person really prepared for yeah. me to come. Like they didn't just like, oh, they're here right and like before. put the candle on. No, no, no. There's you, candle- want that, you want a full halo, a nice ring. I want the 360 yeah. scent experience. Uh, there's some scent questions on here, actually. Let's talk about Wait, you that. didn't talk about any memories. Oh, yeah, that's You're right. You're not answering any of these questions. <laughs> these questions i'm allowing these questions to ask me other questions yeah um well i mean i liked the paris one as well that's the one i was gonna talk about too because it was so fun it's so weird though because like when we were in paris i was so like uh, like you're kind of when you're traveling overseas too you're sort of like you want to make sure you see everything and you want to make sure you get everywhere so you have like trying to like plan everything but also you want to just like relax and i'm like not like that at all yeah you're more like you don't want to plan anything I like to go with the flow more. I mean, I don't mind having like loose plans or like a checklist of what I want to do, I but think I really, I'm not like scheduled. That's like fine, but like someone's going to have to plan because like, you're not very, you're very unhappy when you're hangry and we got to No, I mean, I, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, you know, if you're going to be in certain neighborhoods to have like a list of places you can go or like. That's exactly how I like to Yeah, plan. like a loose plan. That's how I like, I don't like it to be too, too planned. But I like it to be like, if you're in this area, this is where what you have here. Yeah. So like, you know where to go and what to do. Like you, you don't have to like look up Yelp or whatever. Yeah. So you're sort of like, you, you can't totally relax because you're sort of just like, I don't speak French either. Not speaking French in Paris is like so painful. It's hard. You literally have to tell them that you're from New York City or else they're going to be so mean to you. It's kind of true. <laughs> Even if you're not from there, just say that. Yeah. It's true. Like, they'd be like, oh, Americans. And you're like, oh, we're from New York City. And they're like, oh, Manhattan. Yeah, I'm like, like yes, yeah. Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm from. And I'm like, I'll use this. Because, uh, please be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, everything's closed all the time. Which is just, like, good for them. But I was like, can I just get a piece of bread? I just write you like, a piece of bread. Baguette, baguette. And then they, like, tell you how much it is, not in in french numbers oh my god you just hold out your hand with the <laughs> coins and then let them take what they need take my coins and like we'll just use a credit card <laughs> here we go and then it's and then it's denied because you're in paris right. so you didn't tell them and it's just uh, wow sounds like another, we're never going anywhere sounds again. like another trauma what are some of my other favorite memories i mean obviously like i loved our wedding was a really good memory well yeah obviously i was pretty drunk though so yeah we yeah, um something about elena and i is we do not drink anymore we drank a lot before. Yeah. And now we don't. We decided, you know what? I don't want to be hungover again. That's really what it was. Yeah. Just I the just hangovers are just like, so sick. But like, that's such like a new living in New York thing is like, we don't drive anywhere and we would just like go out and like, you didn't have to like maintain any sobriety because you just got an Uber and yeah. schlepped yourself. <laughs> and we were like pretty much always together. So we weren't like, yeah, you we know, were like alone. together and safe. Yeah. So um, we had a lot of good times. 
I I loved like you know before the pandemic started, we were in this like rhythm of walking to the Upper West Side and like going to see movies and like eating a bunch of like desserts. Oh, that was the best. That was like I loved like our AMC pass. Yep, our it, movie pass. Yes. Oh my god, we sound so lame, but these are the things that we that are so fun to us. And then we would like kill time and go into Century Twenty One or like oh, it's the best walking around. Oh my god, that out that uh sample sale place on Broadway. Is it on Broadway? Oh my God, yes. It was like where the Barney's co-op was on Broadway on the Upper West Side. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, didn't we see like a woman get into like a fight there or something? Yeah, that place is like an alternate dimension. <laughs> and that guy like tried to sell me like so- like shoes or something. Remember he was just like yes. so creepy to me? Yes. I was there, like, people work here? Like There was why? nobody working there. And then all of a sudden this guy came up to you and started to hard sell you something you weren't even looking yeah. at. Yeah. He was like very interested because you were looking at men's clothes and he was like very like interested in the fact that you were like looking at men's clothes. Yeah, it was very interesting. He was very like used cars salesman. And I was like, is like, this like I was like, I'm like, am I in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, it was. he was like, with a blah, blah, blah. And I was <laughs> like, to yeah. And then like, I remember we did go into like a fitting room to try something on. And there was like a lady like getting into a fight on the phone. Yeah. Like a, like a, it was crazy. She yeah. was like, don't ever call me! And she worked there. Ugh. I miss the city. <laughs> me too. And I don't. Um, I hope you guys can't hear my stomach growling because apparently I am starving. Oh. Do you want a snack? <laughs> I'm going to eat the candle. <laughs> it's creamy. <laughs> apparently I'm starving to death. Oh, wait. What are our favorite, did I answer memory questions? Guys, I've been with Elena 365, 24-7 for the last decade. I'm obsessed with her. I literally never stop talking to her. We are always having the best time. We are that annoying ass couple. Every, We're honestly Barb and so, Star. Yeah, this is so cool. Which we watched. It was bad. I didn't but we're anyway, I just want to say is we love each other so much. We legitimately were that annoying couple that really likes to be around each other. So all my memories are my favorite. And like the ones that are my favorite are like the stupidest ones that don't sound that exciting. Yeah. It's like, oh, like when we are going to bed like super late at night and we're like uh, listening to music together while we each take turns in the shower, like yeah. dancing around, like getting like doing our skincare. Yeah. Like that. It sounds so stupid and lame, but like those are like the most fun things. Those, yeah, that's true. And because I don't have to wear a bra. At those times, <laughs> a bra makes an event significantly less nice. That's true. The quarantine has proved that. Lots of things better without proper bras. All right, what's another question? Okay, thoughts on Taylor Swift and other modern pop queens. Hmm, interesting. Uh, do you want me to answer first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, specifically Taylor Swift. She's not really my type of music that I like. Hmm. I am not mad at her, like, first album. Not, I don't even know if it's her first album, but whatever Love Story's on. Okay. Like, I like that. Like, kinda. her more country style Yeah, stuff. I, like, like that stuff more, right. honestly. Um, because it, maybe it's more, like, authentically her vibe? I, I don't know. know. I don't know what her vibe is, really. Like, she just seems like some sort of, like, fairy yeah. person. Yeah, you know what? I, um, I personally didn't think... Like, I, there's some Taylor Swift songs that I enjoyed, but, like, I personally wasn't, like, a huge, huge fan. But then I watched that documentary that she had. Yeah. What was that, what was that called? Taylor Swift's The Documentary. Sure. And... Swifting away. I, I think I just got, like, a better understanding of, like, who she was as a person. And, like, I have, like, I have respect for her yeah. in that regard. But I think she's, like, it's impossible to be in the limelight like that. Like, I think it's, like, so hard and, like... I really, like, understand. I she's can't not, even like, imagine. She's not, like, my personal, like, 100% taste, but I, like, yeah. there's some songs that I like, and 
I have res- a lot yeah. of respect. Oh, and Molly's here. <laughs> I, oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate. Molly, we're recording. Hey. She wants to be on the podcast, she said. No. No. Just eat, honey. Molly, eat your food. Um, and, wait, in terms of like modern, other modern, modern pop queens, like my number, like on par with Britney Spears, my number one slash number two is Carly Rae Jepsen. She loves Carly Rae Jepsen. She's like my absolute favorite. I love her so. I think she's so great. And I love that she's just like this 34 year old person woman that is just like a pop star. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> I like I like her a lot too. Not as much as you do, but I like I like Carly Rae. Like I'm a fan. Yeah. But you're like definitely like a super fan. Um, and then there's other pop people, princesses that I really enjoy that are out now. You know who like, I love? Huh? Kim Petras. I love Kim Petras. Love it. Love Kim Petras. Great vibes. I love Great uh, sound. Yeah. She's like perfect. Like right. Heart to Break oh. is like one of my favorite songs and like, ever. I love her like combination of like spooky pop princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she has like a song with Elvira, which is so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a lot. I really like her. I love uh, Rina Sawayama. Oh, yes. That's who's like kind of new on the scene. I, I love her. You like Rosalia. I do like Rosalia. I think her songs are like interesting and cool. And yeah. I like her vibe. Like she's got like a different kind of thing going and I like really like it. Yeah. I can't think of a lot of modern pop. I mean, like obviously I love Ariana Grande. Yeah. She's the most I think she's like the most mainstream we go. Yeah. I really like her. I think she's like a lot of fun. I really like Liz and like that kind of stuff. Like. And like uh, Charlie XCX, which is just like pure, yeah, like pop. Yes, but it's that's good. Like elevated pop. Yeah, I like Charlie XCX. Oh, and she's know, prolific as hell too. Do you think Troy? Do you think Troy Sivan is a pop princess? Yeah, I like. That. I like his stuff a lot too. Yeah. What other? New I mean, stuff? in terms of not, this isn't really modern, but another one of my favorites is Kylie Minogue. Oh my god, Kylie and Minogue the, is the best. And this forever. The, the disco album she just came out with is like a ten out of ten. Didn't she like record that by herself? Like, yeah, I don't know if it was by herself, but she just like did it in her house, in house. on like yeah. Garage Band. That's amazing. That she's uh, the longevity, the legs. I love her. her. You asked me a napkin. Yeah, I have to pass her a napkin. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cut all this out, and you're just no, you're not. Yes, I am. Can we please keep in the part where you get a napkin to blow your nose? It's not that I'm blowing it. It's just that this nose ring is like, I've had it for so long and it's still annoying. Did you guys know that I basically told Elena to get this nose ring? (laughs) It was literally like, I think you would look so good with a nose ring. What's the the kind of that? Septum. Septum piercing. Thank you. And she was right. I was like, I think it would look so nice on you. And I wanted one kind of, but like, I just can't do it. I'm just like, I, I get like claustrophobic by like things that are like too permanent. <laughs> That's not even permanent at all. Like you could just take it out. I was just like, uh, and I thought like with the glasses, it would be like glasses. No, <laughs> but if we both had double chin, like <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's just like a lo- big round face with a lot of stuff on it. It's going to look wow. like a disco ball. Yeah, I thought you would love that. I, I actually I do, but then you got it, and I have to say it has bothered you for since the moment years. it happened. Like <laughs> I hate needles. Oh, she it's was so, so dramatic. I, I there's something about like needles that go intramuscular or like in, in your skin. Like right. I don't mind getting my blood taken for some reason, and I also Oof. don't mind like getting tattooed, which are two like surface kind of 
You think getting your blood taken and surfaced? They're putting a needle into one of your major veins. Yeah, but like... You could bleed out. But it's like piercing just through your skin. It's like not that much. But like a vaccine style shot or like needles going through you, I I could die. Wait, I actually don't get this. I understand like what you're trying to say, but the thing with getting blood taken being not a problem is so weird to me. I would rather have a vaccine than get like... The like the oh, needle I can in do, yeah, I can do the the needle in my arm. All I can thinking does not about me at all. a needle going into my vein, and I recently actually had a lot of blood work done because I'm getting pre surgery testing. So they give you a bunch of blood tests, and I'm just like I don't, and I'm good. Like I sit, I'm fine. I'm not. I don't. I'm okay. But like I'm, I don't like the concept of a needle going into one of my big veins. It's it's I know like very dangerous actually yeah <laughs> but if someone was like giving me like a vaccine like while it hurts i know like i'm not gonna like bleed out those like hurt so much though you're yeah. gonna bleed out from like a tiny little butterfly if they meal. leave it open and keep putting fucking tubes this at the is end quite of it the scenario <laughs> you well every scenario that i get it i have to think about what the worst case moment is. you gotta find the exits yes. <laughs> like what if i faint right from the blood for some reason I faint and then the woman faints and then Whoa. and then the butterfly a faint chain yeah we're, <laughs> and then she kind of drops it the tube and then it's open it's in an open position and then I just bleed to death and then they find us both and, and that's she's the end of the movie <laughs> and she's covered in my blood and I'm dead <laughs> and she drowns in my blood and that's well that's those are the kind of thoughts that I can have by dick wolf <laughs> Is that like crazy or do I just have a really good imagination? We're going to get like all these people writing and being like, I am the exact same way. <laughs> like it's like and that. And tell you their scenarios. What's the French thing? Le Pelle du Vide. Yeah. The call of the void, which is the or call, like, um, it's like intrusive thoughts. There's something wrong with Aunt Diane. Oh my God. Yes. That's yeah. Like to the to driving into oncoming traffic. Like Le Pelle du Vide is that feeling that you get where your brain will be like, go take that knife and, and stab your leg or like it, it, it's like a, that weird compulsive thought that you're like I could drive off a bridge right now oh my god like, I think that your ADHD inside monologue is just like your anxiety is being really mean to you yeah it's like my brain is a risk analysis corporation yeah I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> does Jennifer Aniston work there <laughs> that's a long came poly so. reference yes. for all you poly heads out there oh my god. <laughs> is that the one with the ferret yeah. Is it? Okay, so along came Polly. The first two things I think of are ferret and diarrhea. Molly, do not pee in there. <laughs> please. Molly. Please. Molly. Please. Can you keep an eye on her? She's not peeing in there. Hey, get out of that room. Hey, out. 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 Get out of that room. Why won't she get out of the room? Molly, get out of that room. Molly. She's out. She came out. <laughs> she probably peed in there. She, is she peed in there? Did she friggin' pee? Why would she do that? Because she likes to pee in there. Does she do it a lot? Do you not no, tell she me? No, she doesn't. Oh my God. She's done she it once. She's peed in there one time. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my fault. Was it? I told her to do it. Yeah. <laughs> God, she's so funny. Sometimes she just goes, it's our guest bedroom and we don't like when she goes in there. Cause like, what is she has no business in there? She's not a guest in this house and she doesn't <laughs> sleep there. Those are, none of them are for her. But there are stairs next to the bed just in case. I just stuck stairs <laughs> in case she wanted to take a nap. <laughs> um, I 
have no idea what question we were answering okay. at this point, so I'm going to pick another one. Um, okay, here's one. This I love these kind of questions. Thongs or granny panties? <laughs> the, the answer that I Poor have for this question, Exactly. Yeah. The answer that I have for this question is long. Oh, I thought you meant longs, like long underwears. I Okay, so here's a little underwear progression for you me. You can write a thesis about this. Jocelyn looks for underwear online like at I least three times a day. I am obsessed with underwear because I'm very particular about how things feel on my body. Like one of my things that I had an issue with is I sound like an absolute neurotic lunatic. You know what? Okay. I mean, maybe if the, like you know what? if the sock fits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I liked the kind of socks that went across my toes, like like along the tip of my toenails, and not the ones that had the seam that went across your toe knuckles when I was like a little kid. And like almost no socks look like this. This almost. is like an insane red flag that I should have caught earlier. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, are you a serial killer? Elena. Who doesn't like a seam that goes across the top? I like Who wants it. a seam at the tip? I wanted it at the tip. And my mom found some. There I can't was like believe she even found a, a, them. She would be like in a store, like looking at every bag of socks. Was your mom so scared of you? <laughs> I'm like upsetting, to, I'm upsetting you, you. You have to ask her. I'm not sure. I, I think, I I think yes. <laughs> um, but like I wanted them to be like laid perfectly across and like in my shoe at like the top of the shoe. So she'd have to like take my shoes off like 800 times and put them back on. And now I have to do it. <laughs> Molly. The comedic timing of this dog. Oh. Like, she never even does. It's because we're podcasting. She wants to be on the show so bad. Oh. No! You guys, how many podcasts have you recorded? Three so far? Have you heard Molly for a second? No. This is because she is being a bugger. No! Okay, go oh. lay down and be nice to me. God, she looks so cute. Yeah, she's a good looking girl. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about underpants. thongs or granny panties? What was I saying about your socks? Anyways, and, yeah. I'm very particular, and I, I guess it's like maybe I have sensory issues. I don't know, you guys. It's 2021. We are had a lot of things going on, and TikTok <laughs> taught me a lot of things about myself. And it's that I am very upset. Um, yeah, so I'm very picky about underwear, and I've been basically wearing the same underwear my whole life. Like same, but so, you bought new versions of it. I never did that. Yeah, you found a pair of underwear and you just washed I, it yeah. until they they just disappeared. Until they wouldn't stay on me anymore. They yeah. literally yeah. were gone. They were gone. Um, but I love airy underwear, and I used to wear the boy brief because we used to have really low cut pants in the early aughts oh and God. stuff. And, and then, then Mariah went ahead and cut off the belt loops. Oh, just like oh yeah, I did that. The Mariah the Carey cut off. Yeah. I wouldn't even be able to do that now. They would just be thigh highs or something. I just like my body yeah. like, physically Chaps. can't. My phys- I physically can't wear a low cut jean. I like, can I see your ass crack now. My, like, exactly. <laughs> I physically can't do it. I used to be able to do it. I don't know what happened. I grew I grew into my new panties. Um, and then, so after the boy brief, I then started wearing a lot of hanky pankies, the thongs, oh, yeah. which is like the classic hanky panky. Yeah. And then loved hanky pankies. That was quite a switch, isn't it? I went from the low rise hanky panky to the original rise hanky panky. What, what made you do the switch from the boy brief to a, a full on hanky panky? So the boy brief always then stood around. It was my um, nighttime underwear. Like my, I wear bed underwear and I have day underwear. Okay. I, I wear two pairs of underwear every day. I think um, that's normal. Is that normal? That's normal. I don't know. Not normal, I don't but like, know. I think other people Average, do that. Average, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, so then we got into the quarantine, and I started buying this um, high-waisted 
like granny brief from Erie. <laughs> I love it. I'm never not going to wear underwear. I like this it, is what happened. You discovered the high waist underwear, and you really. Oh, and I just that. got a pair from Parade that I really like too. I just tried them. I you, you're not doing thongs anymore. I mean, I have some on hand in case like I need like a a thong moment with for like some kind of outfit, but I just don't see that that's happening no, anytime soon. Yeah, remember outfits? Oh, I loved outfits. I still like try and make an outfit out of this like loungewear. I just like bought nice sweatpants and pretended they were outfits. That's what I've been doing too. I think it works. I'm wearing my Lady Gaga Chromatica. Oh, those sweatpants are cute. Right those now. are cute. I love these. I'm just like constantly wearing just like a bunch of stuff from Aerie yeah. or Old Navy. <laughs> like I didn't see a purpose in like get going too deep into the sweatpants. Aerie like, has nice stuff though. Well, yeah, like. It's really nice. The prices are decent. And like, I'll wear it for like, you know, 20 times and it kind of like falls. It's a little pilly. And I'm like, great. I got my $30 worth. I'll buy something new. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's not really sustainable. So um, I gotta look into that. I maybe have worn a thong thrice in my whole life. I can't even imagine you wearing a thong. Me neither. It's just like very irritating. I can't even really imagine you wearing women's underwear. They, like, don't fit my body. Yeah, Elena likes a men's brief. I have a very um, gender-neutral body shape, You kind I say. of, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I have qualities of both sexes, I would say. Yeah, that's true. Whatever that means. Whatever. I've never tested my, my chromosomes, so I'm not sure what that, what's going on there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like, I like to wear kind of, like, more unisex men's underwear. Yeah, I guess we would call your body type maybe more androgynous? Yeah. Is that, like, the technical term? Sure. I don't know. But, um, there's, it takes all body types, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah. off the rack doesn't usually always work. So there we I go. do not. <laughs> but I think I bought, um, I had, I had a few pairs of the American Apparel yes. briefs. Classic briefs. Yeah. Those were unisex. And they had like great colors and stuff. So I bought something like when it was, you know, on Broadway in like 2009. Right. And With the way you said that it made it sound like it was a musical. <laughs> American Apparel underwear on Broadway in 2009, starring. <laughs> Lena Dunham. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was she even around in 2009 on the scene? Oh, okay. She's like our age. Is she? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I was working on in a job in production and I like didn't, I needed to, oh, I didn't have laundry. I like needed to do laundry, but I like didn't have time. Oh, that is the worst when you were, when you work like that. Yeah. You had to get laundry. And like. I didn't have laundry in my apartment either. So like yeah. I would have to take it to a laundromat and it was like, I didn't have time because I was right. working. It takes all day. Like 14 hour days. Yeah. And like, I called my mom and I was like, mom, can you go to American Apparel and buy me some underpants? And she brought me like 20 pairs of American Apparel underwear. Classic. I love that. And I mean, if you tell your mom you need underwear, I think any mom in the world is literally going to be like, I will bring this child the most. Yeah. Underwear. She like <laughs> dropped everything she was doing like, to come bring me underwear. There's something about like needing underwear that is like very 911. Yeah, it was. And like, you know, along the way too, she was like texting me all the pictures of the colors. Yes. And I was like, just like whatever. <laughs> just My favorite is that she did get you a pair that were uh, br- chocolate brown. Yes. The browns. And it was, it's just, it like, was the last pair I always wore. It was just like, the, the the particular shade that they of uh, that they were and like the amount of times that they had been washed and like the whole farty looking i just i called them the browns yeah the cleveland browns yeah down to the browns <laughs> it was like you know grandpappy's last pair of underwear they were, and they were they looked like they were brown from where like that like yeah. i know originally they were meant to have been just like a solid color but they looked not it looked no because they were like worn out right, and like faded yeah bleachy. and the band was coming off yes <laughs> So 
So whenever I saw you in those, I was like, she needs, we need to do laundry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh God. Meanwhile, I just like change and buy underwear constantly. Yeah, you do. You like a buy underwear. All right. Let me ask you another question. Okay. Oh, this is an advice. Oh, I want to bleach and color my hair, but I'm scared to fuck it up. Oh, any, this is for you. Any advice? Well, have short hair. <laughs> um, I started off before doing Bijou. I was a hair and makeup artist full time. Um, and I did color as well, color and cuts. So I have a little bit of insight into this. And by a little she, bit, I mean, I mean yeah, she also a does lot my hair, of it yeah. because we are bleach fiends. So the advice for bleaching, first of all, I wouldn't do it yourself. Yeah, you got to get someone to help you. Jocelyn actually taught me how to do it so I can do it on her. Yes, it's great because it's really annoying to do on yourself. I would not bleach and color your hair if you have never, if you don't have any experience in it. If you're a person who's like, I'm still going to do it anyways, and you're like, I'm a DIYer, watch a lot of really good videos on how to do this properly on YouTube because there's, you got to, you know, Guy Tang. And Guy Tang bleach is also really good. Okay, so I love the Guy Tang bleach. It's like a cream lightener. Um, that you mix with developer and it makes it so that the consistency of the bleach stays wetter because a lot of times the powdered bleaches get really puffy and kind of dry out yeah. and then it stops lifting um, and then you have to like reapply which then makes it it's really so much worse for your hair in the yeah. long run because you're basically like double and triple bleaching it but the guy tan cr- uh, cream it's called big nine it's great. Uh, yeah. It's Wait, can sponsored. I give some tips too? Because yeah. um, I think you've taught me recently. So I, like as someone who has not done it before and then mm-hmm. like started doing it, I have like some insight too. Yeah, I love that. Jocelyn taught me that sometimes you can use two different developers. Right. On different parts of your head, depending on like which sections so get the developer hotter first. is basically like it's what you're going to add to your uh, bleach that's going to activate it. And the higher the number of the developer, the faster it will work and the more levels of lightness you can get. Yeah, like the stronger it is. So if you're if you're someone who's applying um, a little bit slower or like depending on how fast you are putting the bleach on, start with the lower volume and then mix a new bowl with higher volume near the end so that the back catches up with the front. Or whatever, yeah, that's, however that's like you start. expert level. Yes, but that's actually, people should know yeah. that. You shouldn't be lifting your hair with a 40 volume and yeah. some bleach all over. And, yeah. Or you have to partial rinse. Yeah. And um, I've seen a lot of people like try to bleach their hair on TikTok. Yes. And one huge thing that I notice is that they don't use enough. You, you have to use so much more than you think. You yeah. have to really saturate the hair. And I would recommend like if you're trying to bleach longer hair, you got to use foils and you got to do the mids and the ends first and then do your scalp, um, your roots last because the roots go faster because of the heat from your head. Also, if you have color on your hair already, please don't do this by yourself. You really need somebody to professionally help you lift it. And then if you're just looking for tips on like maintaining your hair, if you're going to do like a, a funky color, like a pink or whatever, like how Lena and I do get find a really good um like conditioner that deposits color or you can get like some manic panic or whatever. And this is really good to help upkeep your color at home. Because there's some, a- sorry to interrupt you, but there are some really good ones at Ulta that oh, are like yeah. conditioning. What's the name color. of that company? It's like a bond. It's called something bond. I forget. It's like a conditioner with color in it. Yeah. And they're like really strong. Yeah. They're great. Um, and obviously wear gloves and be careful when you put them on, but like they are great to just keep, once you have your hair bleached, you can kind of like, shampoo it and wash the color out over time and then add another color if you want yeah um but definitely like i wouldn't even wash your hair that much when it's bleached yeah like why well, i won't wash my hair i'll just like water it 
and oh, conditioner. Like and conditioner. You can do like a condition cleanse. That's like a really good if you, your hair is getting too fried. Don't use heat too much. And I uh, doing a shorter hairstyle for all over bleach is always so much better and healthier because you can just like chop off the dead ends every time. So like a shorter haircut is really good. Otherwise, get lots of like Olaplex and hair masks yeah. and. That's my advice. Well, that was good. What other questions do you guys have? Let's see if there's a, a bijou related one. What is the process for creating a new candle set scent? Do you name them before or after the scent? And this is another part of it. How do you pair scents when creating new candles? Okay, so this is like a bit of a process that has different w- points of entry. So sometimes we have an idea for like a scent family that we want to create. And it's like, okay, this is inspired by this from or like from this time or this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we will work on a batch of scents in that family. Does that make sense? Like how I'm explaining it? (laughs) Yeah. Like we want a collection to for like summertime or something. Yeah. Something if you're just going to say then we would you know, develop some scent profiles and then do some testing and, you know, remixing, all that kind of thing. But then, you know, other times we'll be like, let's do like for the icons or like we wanted to do icons. Right. Of like generations. Yes. So, you know, we started with kind of the 70s. Yep. And I think our first one was Stevie. Yes. And you kind of just go from there. And like, yeah, it was honestly the, it was pretty easy because some like, of them are super easy to do. And Coven then, was kind of hard. Coven was hard the first, yeah, coming up with that. Like, we were like, uh, do we do this one, this one, this? I'm not going to say names because we might always bring some yeah. new stuff out. So I'm never going to say. <laughs> I knew I knew I wanted uh, to do like the 90s teen ones. Like, so, I like, wanted Willow. For Willow sure. was actually our first one because Elaine is a huge Buffy fan. Oh, and didn't someone ask about You know Joss? what? We might as well. Yeah, somebody asked about this is the question. How are you guys reconciling being Buffy fans, even though Joss Joss Whedon is trash asking for me? Oh, I know. What do you think, Elena? Elena is a huge Buffy fan. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know, um, Charisma Carpenter kind of came out and said that Joss Whedon had bullied her and was like treated her really poorly and uh, like forced her out after she had a kid and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there there's, I feel like a lot of ways about this. Like I, uh, like I get his contribution to the show. Like obviously he wrote it and it's his style and his tone. It's very obvious, but yeah. like um, that show is the, is like the cast. It's not him. It becomes its own thing. Like, it's very but, like, similar to like the Harry Potter thing. It like develops its own life outside of the creator. And it's yeah. like, you have to decide, I guess like art <clears throat> from the artist and like, you know, what outweighs what and what, I don't know. It's a really, it's really tough. And I, as I said earlier, I did work in like film and TV for several years and it's not, I'm not justifying this at all, but I'm just saying that it's extremely common, that personality type. Yeah. And, uh, that's not a good thing and it needs to be addressed overall in the, in many industries. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm not justifying this at all, but I just think people need to be aware that it's extremely common. Right. Just like really bullying. Like almost every it's producer abusive. or director yeah. I worked with on commercials and TV and whatever film mm-hmm. was like that. Yeah. Like they're just huge power hungry right. assholes. Interesting. I wonder if um like as people like move up into being directors because they've been this cycle of like being at the top dog and like eating shit and then they come up to the top and they want to dole it out too. It's like a hazing But ritual. oftentimes I find that directors don't, it's not like, you don't, it's not like merit-based, the industry. Yeah, they just come in as a director. Because yeah. like, 
I really wanted to be like a production designer. And unless you're like schmoozing and like networking and being kind of, you know, really putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and like doing things maybe you don't want to do. Right. Um, you're really just not going to make it. Yeah. And I didn't have it in me. I, I didn't want it badly enough to yeah. like subject myself to certain kinds of treatment. Fair enough. And I stopped. Yeah. Like there was a lot of bad stuff happening and like I was barely in it, you know? I mean, I think it's good that Charisma Carpenter came out and um, I think people need to know obviously like the truth about things and it's going to be interesting. Oh my God, Molly, she's got something to say too. Very active tonight. Um, Yeah. So I think it's, it's good that Charisma Carpenter came out and addressed it. Like people need to know the truth, obviously. And then it does leave awake like somehow like you know this is the body of work for a lot of people like Sarah Michelle Gellar like this is like her iconic part I mean like, like I love Sarah Michelle right, Gellar like it has to, it takes on a new life yeah at, at, you know what I mean like so I think sometimes we separate things just because we can't let one person ruin all of it it's hard it's I don't know it's, it's hard it's the same thing with JK Rowling you're just like this world she created is bigger than her yeah but like why like why are you like this yeah like you, she has a, res- a responsibility in a way and it's just so disappointing and gross yeah and like it sucks because Harry Potter like for a lot of us is really really meaningful same thing for Buffy like really it just sucks these you know these worlds and these fandoms and these this community is bigger than they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I just like, it's really hard to reconcile. Yeah. And it might like, it might affect how you feel about the things that you love and that's like fine. Yeah. You know? if, I it, think, and if it doesn't and you can still enjoy them and like feel make them, they still make you feel good. I think that's good too. Yeah. I think it's actually both things are right. Mm-hmm. I think it's whatever feels okay for you. And as long as you're comfortable with it, I think do whatever feels right yeah, to you. Because sometimes it's just like visceral and you'll watch it and be like, you know what? Like, I hate this now. Yeah, and you, you just might. Exactly. It. You might think, no, I can still like it now, but maybe you might feel weird about it. Maybe that'll change. But yeah, it does suck. It does taint it a little bit. But yeah. you know what? It's not just the creation of one person. A whole group of people went, put their heart and soul into it. And that's mm-hmm. the true magic there. So Kendra. <laughs> You love Kendra. I love Kendra. <laughs> Who's uh, Beyonce's stepsister. Oh my God, that's right. Yep. Wait, what was the original question we were asking? Oh, how we create sense. Oh yeah, so I was talking, we were talking about the coven. Yes. So yeah, a lot of times we will come up with like a genre of people that we want to make a collection about. Yes. And we basically go, it, we, it takes a while. We'll go through it. Yeah. We, we really put a lot of time and effort into picking our collections because it's so important to us yeah and then sometimes i have a scent that i built or designed like with some one candle inspiration in mind Mm -hmm. and then i'll know that that's for that and then sometimes i i know i want like a style of scent and i'll try a different bunch of those like different mixtures or whatever and then say okay like i found the one that's for dolly or it, it really depends like some i'm always working on different scents like like constantly yeah. I have like collections that I'm building for next year like that I like I'm yeah. constantly like putting things together um and another thing that I do which is part of the question like how you build them together is oh, we build um the scent collection so that when they're in trios that they are all made to be burned together at the same time uh-huh. so that you can get this like 360 degree super scent yeah 
And a full, a full experience. So that's like another element that goes into it. We don't make it easy on ourselves. <laughs> no. We're like, the scent has to be like, typically it's either inspired by the direct inspiration behind the name or it's inspired behind like some other inspiration for the entire collection. Yeah. So we either be like, this is my idea of what Dolly smells like. Or it might be like, okay, so for the 80s icons, I want this to be inspired by like products from the 80s. Yeah. So it depends on the, yeah. the inspiration. Like even when uh, Elena does designs the labels like inspiration we can both come from, design the labels yeah well you that's like your your thing that you head up i i sit in the side and I go i don't like that or i go <laughs> yeah that looks good <laughs> like can it be can it be as can you see it is it clear enough that's like me <laughs> i'm probably the worst with no that. you're so cute and then when it's time for smelling stuff like i'll be like Okay, I'm like, did you smell it? Did you go into it? Did you smell it? Write down your notes. Da, 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 da. Like, she's yeah. like, okay, okay. And I'm like, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can you smell that little bit of musk in there? Da, da, da. <laughs> it's more just like we're able to like have the taste for each other's like thing that we do. Yeah. But the other person drives that yeah. part of it. So I think that's really like kind of how we do all of that stuff. Someone also asked like, how do we pick the icons and how do we go about doing that? I mean, just in general, we have... You guys, we have like a Bible that's like full of all these different collections that we want to make. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of it. And the thing is, we'd love to be able to like release them as soon as possible. And we are always so like, oh my God, I can't like you guys make suggestions to us. Like you'll comment something or whatever. And like most of the time you've mentioned something that we're either working on or we have plans to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're always just like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Interesting. Thought. Okay, you ready for another question? Yeah. Um, oh, I like this. Uh, snack suggestions. Oh my god, you want to hear a snack suggestion? Yeah. Milano's. You love Milano's. I think Milano's. I'm the last Milano. <laughs> you love Milano's. They're so great. You call them Melanie's sometimes, which I love. I even call them Bobolinkos. You're like, give me a pack of Melanie's. Yeah. <laughs> I also call melatonin Melanie. Melatonin is Melanie. Do you want to know what's another great snack? Hmm. Barbara's. <gasps> Barbara's cheese puffs. Are the they best are cheese game puffs. changers. They have them at, I know they have them at Whole Foods. Yeah, I don't know where else they carry them. I think some, I, I've seen them at very random bodegas. Do you know why they're good? This is going to sound bad, but it's not. There's blue cheese powder in the powder. It's like real cheeses and they has like a tanginess that it's not blue cheese. It tastes like I'm misrepresenting it. Yes. It tastes like home cooked mac and cheese as dust. It's it's like real cheese. It tastes like real cheese. Uh, they are the best Cheetos ever. Like, I, we introduced some Megan to them, and she, like, buys them all the time. She's obsessed with them. Yeah. Like, we literally have this friend that we have, like, a, we're in, like, a Barbara's Cheeto- Cheese Puffs fan club. Yeah. Together. So. Uh, like, we honestly test, text each other pictures of our Barbara's. Anytime we get bar- a, a case of Babs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only eat snacks with women's names. Um, What snacks do I like? Uh, The thing that has been absolutely ruining my life, but also making my life the best, is apple cider donuts. Oh, yeah. We Our local grocery makes them, and I can eat a sleeve of donuts. They're so... They're like... That like the best. They're the best donuts like I've ever had, and I could eat. I could eat like. Do you like it better than the Cronut from Donut Pub? The croissant donut from Donut Pub is up right next to it. I think that's my number one. It might be a little bit like of all, like of anything. It's it's such a good donut, you guys. This donut is flaky, 
buttery light layers of croissanty delight covered in like this not too sweet like perfect yeah. maple glaze you can't believe how oh, good it is when you're eating it it's like a clown it's the best thing ever it's so good Something that I make sometimes on the weekend that's really fun is the ricotta thing that they had at Avoce. Yes. Which is this like hilarious Italian restaurant in New York City. <laughs> Does it still exist? Do restaurants exist? I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. There was one in Time Warner and we saw Jerry Seinfeld there once. Yes, we did. I that was a, yeah. That's a good sighting. He was sitting at the table right next yeah. to us. And he looked so rich. <laughs> he did. But, um, he looked... Everything he was wearing was just... I was just like, what? that's like the nicest... Why does his hair look so nice? Yeah. Everything just looked so nice. And I went up to well, him and I was like, like, what's the deal it, yeah. with the rest of it? <laughs> he was like, get away from me. Yeah. Um, you tried to hug him like Kesha. <laughs> but they have this thing that they would just give you there, which was ricotta with rosemary and lemon zest and olive oil, like mm-hmm. mixed in. So it was like a little lighter. It's like a little dip. Yeah. And it's so good. We make it all the time. And we make it on the weekends and we get focaccia to have with it. Yeah. Well, because we're watching our weight, so just a lot of focaccia. <laughs> just a little, just a lot of focaccia. <laughs> just a lot of focaccia. We love snacks. Oh yeah, we love you know. I love like spinach this, and artichoke dip. That's just that's like, your favorite if you have snack. time to make a, a homemade one that In with some pita pot. chips, goodbye. Yeah, pita chip. You know what? Nacho chip. You like a tortilla, tortilla chip. I like a tortilla too. You know what? I like the so chill potato um, tortilla chips because mm. they're like really like kind of thin and crispy. Yeah, but sometimes they can't they withstand don't the weight. Hold up to a dip. No, they can't. Sometimes they don't hold up to a dip. No, and the way that I'm dipping, hard and fast, hard and fast, <laughs> hard hard and fast dips. I honestly, I'm better off with a scoop. Yeah, a scoop's the way to go. I need at least two tablespoons of dip on everybody. <laughs> you bring up you bring the measuring spoon with like, you. Like if you see like. tablespoons people don't realize that they're so big yeah they're big like sometimes you're like okay i'll put a couple tablespoons in and you're like that is it's the most when i got my breast reduction i asked for two tablespoons is that what they said that was what i said i'm gonna get a quarter cup (laughs) 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 let me do a quarter cup um all right let me get you another question what's your favorite cult classic movie Cult, what uh, what defines like a cult classic? Like campy, culty, sort of not necessarily like commercial success. I mean, my favorite movies are all cult movies. All cult movies, Same I for think. Me. Like my favorite movie of all time is Clueless. Yeah, I think that's a cult classic. Amy Heckerling is a genius. It's it's a whole. It's like she created her own universe. She did. Like she's the soundtrack is like perfect. Yeah. The fashion, she like invented that fashion. Yeah, and it was, the lingo. The, yeah, the fashion was game changing. The lingo was made up. That movie like blew my mind when I saw it. It really is a pop culture giant, that piece. I couldn't believe it. It really is. And like. It's like a time capsule wrapped up in candy and Lisa Frank. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the like, best. Is this an Oxima commercial or what? It's, it really is such a good movie. Is it cursed though? Because I feel like at least the women from the cast are cursed. Yeah. Go further into that. I mean. Alicia Silverstone is like, you know, crazy. Is she? Like she, like she is, right? Like, I mean, I think she like kisses her son on the mouth and she's an anti-vaxxer. Okay. And we all know what happened to Brittany Murphy. Yeah. All right. Who was like my favorite actress. My favorite. One of my top favorites of all time. And then the, what's her name? Who plays Dion. Yeah. Is like a really. A Republican. Weird conservative. <laughs> like what? Stacey Dash? Yeah. 
But yeah, I think that movie is just like flawless. Yeah, it really is so good. And when I first saw it, I didn't understand any of the jokes. No. I had no idea what anything meant. But it was still good. And yeah. Because this is an Aliyah. Okay. And a what? It's like a totally important design. When she was like, no shit, you got co- you guys got Coke yet? I was like, yeah. Like when she was like, yeah, this is America. I was like, yeah, it's America. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah. And you watch it later on and you're like, what? Or how about when she was like, shit, you guys, I've never had straight friends before. Yeah. I always thought she meant like just straight up right off like the bat. Like real friends. Yeah. <laughs> And then when I realized what it meant, I was like, oh, yeah, there's so many things like that. When you watch it older, you're like, I'm so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait. So another cult classic is Drop Dead Gorgeous, yeah, which is like also Brittany Murphy. my favorite. Oh, my God. True. That were, like, it's one of my number ones. Like, how good is that girl that we found on TikTok who was friends with Brittany Murphy? Oh, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Like, she was like her childhood best friend. Yeah. And she was just like sharing stories with like how funny and like delightful Brittany Murphy was as a little kid. She really looked like just like effervescent. Yeah, she, she had did. like a, such a star quality, and she was like such a little ham. Yeah, I like lo- she was so funny. I love her in everything she's in. Her laugh is so great. oh infectious. I lo- I really like love Brittany Murphy. Yeah. I was the day she died. I remember I was working in Soho. I was working at a boutique then, and I found out she died. I like cried in the store. Really? <laughs> so everyone's like, "Are you okay?" I was like. Yeah. It's so tragic. Yeah. I cried with Amy. Winehouse died and I was with people that thought I was crazy. So you know what? I don't care. (laughs) Well, you're right. It was very sad. Yes. But Drop Dead Gorgeous is like a 10 out of 10. And that's one of those movies that like you probably probably would not get away with itself these days. Yeah, it's definitely dated. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's perfect. It is perfect. Um, I mean, literally all my favorite movies are like cult classics. Like I grew up watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, as we all know, because I want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Mommy Dearest. Like, I just love, like, campy cult classic films. Yeah. It's, like, everything that we like. You know, just to mention, too, another movie that, like, is not a cult classic, but this is, like, a really random top five movie for me, is Taken. I love Taken. I could watch Taken at any time. I think Taken is like a perfect movie. It's I love Taken. Yeah. The whole it's part. I've seen it a lot of times. I wonder. I feel like it coincides with like people our age starting to feel like very true crimey self-aware mm-hmm. of like protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yes. I feel like we saw Taken. We were like, shit. Oh, yeah. We need to learn a very specific set of skills. And I'm still trying. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm taken vigilant all the time. You never know. You never know. Lock those doors. I have a very particular set of skills. I would find you. And it's peeing in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is that? Doesn't Liam Neeson have like a whole bunch of like... Yes. There's like a bunch of pictures. paparazzi pictures of him and he has a p- tinkle pants on every picture. <laughs> yes. And he also, for some reason, is like obsessed with the New York horses yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, like... Like everyone's trying to get... Like, they think that the carriage rides in New York, like, the conditions apparently that they keep the horses in is just, like, really not humane. Yeah. So there's people have been trying to get them to take them away forever. So there was, that, like, like, I think de Blasio even, like, had a bill to ban, to, like, ban the horses. Yeah. Which was great because it, they treat them so terribly. Right. And then Liam Neeson, like, fought against it for some reason. And I was like, did you and Natasha, like, have a memory or something? I, I don't get the, I don't get it. I mean, if, like, the minute I hear that an animal is suffering, I'm like, stop this right now. Um... So you that's Natasha weird. Richardson, didn't you? Yeah, Natasha Richardson used to come into well, one of the boutiques I worked at, and her whole family actually did. It was her and uh, Jolie and her mom, Vanessa Redgrave. No wow. big deal. Wow. When I helped Vanessa Redgrave, I like sobbed. I was like, I was can't. She nice. Yeah, she was lovely. 
She had like a pack of like like money in an envelope. Like That's a, amazing. Like a classic. Are and you she even paid an in like old woman in New York if you don't have an envelope oh. of cash? She was like, "How much do I owe you?" And I was like, "Nothing." Chris Pundos, is that what you said? A Chris Pundies. The so Chris. She like just went to the bank. Yes, she got got out of her Guinevere Castle and like. <laughs> wow. Oh God! And I used to help Kristen Chana with a lot, and I used to save all the extra smalls for her. She's tiny, huh? Yeah, she'd come in, she'd be like, where's Jocelyn? And I would be like, please, this is the best. (laughs) And she's nice, right? She's so nice. That's good to know. Yeah. Not everybody is nice, but I won't say who. You won't? No. Not even just one? Okay, I'll tell you a funny one. Yeah. It was like a rainy weekday, Upper West Side, working at a boutique, and it was like super quiet, and in walks a drunk... David Hasselhoff with some lady. And it was around the time that he was in the news for being drunk. For being drunk. And remember his daughter had posted that video of him eating like a burger. burger. This was like that week. It was like right around. He was like on a bender. (laughs) He he came in and he was, he would not stop talking to us. And he was like, he was wasted. Wow. Yes. I feel like he was wasted for like a week. He was drunk. Can you believe how much people in Germany like David Hasselhoff? Yes. It's crazy. I can believe that. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like perfectly like it's like the perfect vibe. It plays right into them. Yeah. It's like that stuff like that is so funny to me in random. But he it was so he was random. very nice, but he was like wasted and like a little inappropriate. Of course he's inappropriate. A little inappropriate. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's one oh another really hilarious one was do you remember when kate and john goslin were going through like all that drama and he had that girlfriend that was like younger Uh i can't remember her name she came into the store and she wanted to buy these boots did you recognize her yeah because it was she was all over the tabloids i was like oh my god and so she was like can you get can i get them paid for the credit card over the phone and i was like as long as like the card holder or whatever like has all the info then yes and they can like do it you know whatever Uh and so i get a phone call from john gosselin (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, thank you for calling, blah, blah, blah. This is Jocelyn. And he's like, oh, hi, Jocelyn. This is John Gosselin. If you married me, you'd be Jocelyn Gosselin. This is literally what he said to me. And then you evaporated. <laughs> and I was like, I'm there. ready for that number whenever you're ready. <laughs> I was like, ah. That's like, awful. Like, there was just, like, times where we were, like, living in the tabloids here and there. This was, like, the the, the aughts. Like, the aughts and the yeah. tens time. Like You know what it is? It's NYC on Bravo prep time. Yes. NYC, like, 04 to yeah, 10. Yeah, NYC prep on Bravo. I would say was so gossip girly. It was the dark ages. Yeah. It was, fact, like, it was like when people were wearing brown cap sleeve t-shirts. And how dare you? Because you know I had one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With, it, like, the tiny buttons in the middle. Like, yes. It was just, like... We were wearing some stuff that like it was like dresses over hang. jeans. Yeah, and then like a huge belt that hung on your hips yeah. that were like made of discs. And you know what always bothered me about that is like the belt would be on a place where there wasn't like a waist. Yeah. And it was just like not right. Oh my god. You know like those kind of tank tops or dresses that are like kind of based on the style from like um Bridgerton where it's like the umpire yeah, waist. Yeah. And it goes, like, underneath the bus line. Yes. Do you ever see people wearing, like, tank tops that have that and it's over the bus line? Oh, yeah. And it's, like, on, right on top of where their boots are. Do you know that that makes me so crazy that I could rock it directly into outer space? That's one of your pet peeves. 
It's one of my biggest pet peeves. That wasn't a question that was asked, but in case you're wondering, one of my pet peeves is it's an umpire waste across the bus line. <laughs> well, then you'd hate the Delius catalog. <laughs> the Delius, but they went under the bus line. Or, or uh, pre-pubescent. I'm not mad bus? at the bus line. I want it to go where it's supposed How to go. The line Elena. is like right across where the nipples are. That that is maddening to me. Why would why would someone design that? Why would someone buy that? It. it it's for you if you wear it underneath, but people don't know that you have. It's supposed to be worn underneath the bus line yeah. on the rib cage. God, that's going in my book. The threat of company. <laughs> it's gonna be have <laughs> Under to be dress a, code? There's gonna have to be a dress code. There's like I actually am like a huge proponent for do whatever the hell you want as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else. You like live your best happiness, okay? But there are definitely things that make me feel insane. Yeah. And it's just so cool. It's like to me, that's very incorrect. And like at the same time, do whatever the hell you want. Like who am I? I'm not going to give you a hard time for it. You do you. If you're happy, I'm very happy for you. But I'm going to go home and say, how can she wear her tank top like I that? I think a lot of times, too, it's like she does she see it? Do D- they see that's it? what my thing is. I think am I too sensitive? Am I too detail oriented to the point where it's making me insane? Well, I mean, yes, Mrs. Socks across the top of the. Well, I got over that. And, and now I can do something. Else. I can wear regular socks now. Actually, as no, that's not true. You- <laughs> God, oh my God, it's hard to be me. I'm just very sensitive. I've got very wet feet. I think they're you wet. You do have wet feet. And they get really ripped up. Yeah, I have the driest feet of all time. Yeah, you've got really dry feet. You've like never had a foot blister in your life. My no, skin is like, like falling off my foot. I literally have like old Chinese man feet. <laughs> is that like genetically what that, where that comes from? Yeah. Like dry, dry skin on your hands and yeah, feet. Yeah, like really dry hands and skin and like mm-hmm. feet. Mm-hmm. But and then you also have like absolutely like no body hair, which is like a lovely thing for you. That is true. Yeah. And you don't get BO. But I get really bad Asian face sweat. Interesting. So do you like not get that sweaty in your armpits? Not like specifically in my armpits. Like I get sweaty just like overall. You never, ever smell bad ever. I don't get BO. What? What is the what's that about? I don't know. Wow, I think it's like an Asian thing. My mom doesn't get BO. It's a miracle. I wow. remember like when I was a teenager, I like bought a deodorant and she yeah. was like, why are you getting deodorant? I was wow. like, cause like, you know, BO. And she was like, you don't have to wear that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like going to have a full body deodorant on. <laughs> I use like this, like very strong. Oh, Jocelyn deodorant. uses the funniest deodorant. No, the people who know, no, know. it's incredible. No, people who are listening to this, you guys, you guys who know, know. Okay, talk to me about this deodorant. No, it's so funny. It's the Donna Karen Cashmere Mist Antiperspirant Deodorant. It is the only thing that works. Wait, were you someone you saw someone wearing it on like Instagram or something? You're like, I'm gonna try no, it because no, you're no, always no, oh. no, yes and no, yes. Okay, so I knew about it from when I was doing makeup and when I was working for it was I think I was Nars at the time, and this girl I was working with was like, oh, like we were at, I forget what Barney's or something. And she's like, oh, I got to get over and see if they have my cashmere mist. I was like, you're what? Like the perfume. And she's like, no, you've never used their deodorant before. I was like, no. And she's like, it's the best deodorant ever. And I was like, oh, and I kind of forgot about it. Uh And then I noticed, I like saw it come up on someone's page recently. It was, I think it was things I bought in like, oh yeah. Who is always has great stuff on there. And I was like, oh my, this was a few years ago. So I think she's been talking about it for a long time, but I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. I kept, I had made a mental note to try it and completely forgot. And like three years later when I got it. (laughs) 
So I've been and using you've loved it, it ever since. I've been using it for like three years now. I have my sister uses it. Yeah. Like you're a big fan. You were oh, very particular too about deodorant. I went through, I would say, remember that like year and a half where I tried to do natural deodorants? Yes. Guys, I was allergic to every single one of them. Oh my god, you got like rashes every time. I was like, it like hurt. I had like a hole in my armpit, I feel like. <laughs> I was like, well, we can't use that. I tried every single one. I really tried. And then I did a bunch of research that says that the aluminum thing might not be true. So confirmation bias, I'm just going to go with that. And I'm using the Donna Karen cashmere mist available at Macy's. So I don't know. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I'm so particular about smell. Yeah. I had to get a mammogram the other day, guys, because as, as we've talked about a billion times, I'm getting my breasts reduced. And I just had to get one before um, my surgeon always asks for one, I guess. Um, but you can't wear like deodorant and like perfumes or lotions because it can like give you like a false negative on the scan. They, they can pick up like powders and stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. Did you know how hard it was for me to my muscle memory, get my dumb self out of the shower and not put on anything? Yeah, I almost I, had to I get back in the shower. I was like, "What?" I watched it happen. It was, I was pretty funny. You like? Did you see me putting the lotion on my face, trying not to go below my neck? <laughs> so I was like, "If I put some hyaluronic acid and it drips down into my decolletage, I'm gonna get a false positive, and then I'm gonna be, like, I am so hilarious. Like the inner monologue that goes on, and I know you have one that's just like this, where it's just yeah. sort of like you're thinking of all possible things at all times. Yeah. I'm very rarely thinking about the thing that I'm actually doing, though. Never. Couldn't possibly be. No. Like, you're in the bathroom brushing your teeth, but you've already, like, planned a whole day. Yeah, it's awful. Well, uh, something that happens to me is I'll be brushing my teeth and then have to start doing something else that I see so I don't forget. Yeah. And then I will, by the time I go to brush my teeth, have, like, sort of, like, diluted all the toothpaste. So I have to remake the toothbrush and start over again. Because oh. I, I, sometimes I'll, like, clean a room with a toothbrush in my mouth. Yeah. That's the most ADHD thing I can think of. You like cook breakfast with a toothbrush in your mouth? I do all kinds of stuff like that. It's like, and sometimes I'm like super clumsy because (laughs) of it. Like, cause I don't want to like forget what I'm doing. So I'll do like, I'll do things really fast or like just like try to do them. So I don't forget. Yep. And then I'll like knock something over. Yeah. I totally understand that. I was like cleaning a pan. (laughs) I was cleaning the cast iron and I left it on the stove. Oh my God. And I caught it. Thank God. Cause that nose of yours, you're like, something's burning. (laughs) All right, let me get us another little quick question here. Oh, there's a lot of good things on here. They want to know what your sign is, Elena. I'm a cancer. All right, let's see. Okay, they want to know if there's going to be new candles and sets coming out this year. Of course. Absolutely. We have a lot coming. So it'll probably be in like a month or so. We'll have something, some new stuff to show you guys. Um, But we're so excited because we have a lot that we'd like to get out this year. You're going to get 90s icons. Yes. Everybody knows. Yeah. It's happening. Yes. So that's exciting for us. And there was a lot of people asking about 90s icons. And the answer is it's yes, just it's coming. Um, let's see. Oh, this is this is a great question. Candle inspiration you haven't done yet that you would like to make. This is really there's obviously like the real answer is literally so many collections that we have that we are working on in some way, shape, or form. But we recently were talking about What's like a candle that you would personally like love to make, but like no one really wants that candle. Yeah, no one else would want it. Right. And so we're like, what's like the most most niche thing that you would want a candle of for some reason, whether it be that you're a fan or you think it's fun or whatever, that no one would want. It's really hard because at first I was like Keanu Reeves. but like, like, no, everybody would want that. that. Yeah. It's hard because like everything is like kind of it has a vibe, has a fandom. My hilarious one is um, this guy named Tom Hartman, 
who's the, <laughs> who's the number one progressive radio host in America. Oh and I think he's like my favorite. She loves Tom Hartman. You guys go listen to go watch his YouTube channel or listen to his podcast. He's They're the very informative. They're really good. He's the best. So that would be your uh, candle that no one really asked for. Yeah, that's good. I don't know what mine is. Mine are all like things that like I think at least somebody else is going to want. Uh, Can you think of like my most niche? Like that woman on TikTok that cracks people's backs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dr. Moondragon. Is that her name? I, Dr. Dr. Brenda Moondragon. What is her name? Dr. Brenda Mondra- Mondragon. She's um, a chiropractor and she has these videos on TikToks of her cracking bones. And I love it so much. Yeah, she loves it. I, and I like a lot of chiropractor videos, but she is my favorite one because I, th- I really feel like she can feel people's energies in their bodies. And she does these like she finds these places where there's like adjustments that need to be made that are just like absolutely wild and everybody is always like you changed my life like there was one of her cracking someone's scalp yes she like pulled this like specific tuft of hair on this girl's head in a certain direction and it popped and And then i i left my body yeah and i was complete and my soul journey was done yeah because it was amazing this this all happened i love it i if i yeah she lives in like arizona or something i have no idea i think she's in arizona i think she's in florida Oh, is she? Yeah. She's in Florida? In like Orlando. She's Orlando, Orlando. Maybe I'll take you on I need to go and see Dr. Brenda. Who else would you put on a candle? (sighs) I mean, I wanted to say like Nomi Malone from Showgirls, but I know that that there are other huge Nomi stands. Huge Nomi stands. Everyone wants that. Let me get like a Jan Arden candle. All everyone wants these. Oh, another one asked you to sing. So there it is. Oh, don't make me sing, guys. Don't make me sing. <laughs> Don't make me sing. Singing is just like part of my talking now for both of us. I'm constantly singing. It's oh. so f- annoying. Do you know what Elena sings like? She's either sing songs with Molly's name or my name as the only word. And by my name, I mean the nickname that she calls me, which is Jupe. Jupe or Jupe? Jupe or Jupe. And she literally will walk around and be like, Jupe the best. Like just anything jupy. And I actually love it. And I sing along with you because you know why? I know all the words. The words are easy to learn. Yeah. Um, I also always am walking around singing to Molly. How come you're so cute? Oh, yeah. How come you're so cute? How come you're so cute? Yep. And then um, another famous Molly song is She's my Molly She is my Molly She is she, she, she my Molly Okay, well now that we've done our entire dog album <laughs> There's more Did you want me to leave one final good question to end on? I feel like we've got a lot of good questions here So let me just do one final Yeah, let's do one last one One last question Okay This is a good one because I feel like This is something that's like so everyone thinks about now Because they're stuck inside If money were no object, where would you travel And what would you do? Um, is money no object like I have I have like I guess millions money, of dollars? Money or? is no object like for this thing. You have, you can pick a vacation and do whatever you want, oh. but it's and it's all expenses paid. Do you have an answer? It's so hard because like I'm so realistic that like I'm having a hard time imagining any places that aren't um quarantine-y. <laughs> uh. But I want to go and do some European travel with you because I've never been to Austria and Elena grew up there for a large portion of her life. And so I'd love to go and do that. Yeah. I also would love to do like a really fun Japan trip. Oh my God. Japan is so fun. What are some other places? What are you thinking of? I really want to go. Yeah. If money was no object, I would maybe do like a Japan trip. 
Yeah, because Japan's like so nice. it's very there's so many different kinds of like places. I've there. never been, and like I said, it's so nice. But I mean, it looks so nice. I've never been. Elena's been, and I would love to go. It's too. just so cool. It's like an amazing culture. Yeah, and they have like beach places and cities and yeah. mountains, and it's <clears> very like I like the food a lot too. I'd love to go to um like Portugal and Spain too. Yeah, my grandfather's from the Azores, and I really would love to go to the Azores. Yeah. You have to take like a small plane. <gasps> I mean, obviously, our answer is Mamma Mia too. Greece. Oh my god, absolutely. Like just recreating that whole movie and we would come in on a helicopter with Cher. I want to like um for our 10-year wedding anniversary just have like a huge Mamma Mia 2 vow renewal. Hell yeah. But the theme is specifically Mamma Mia yeah. 2. Here we go. And again. like we're going to make everyone walk up those stairs to like yeah. come to our vow renewal. And it'll be all ABBA songs. Hell this yeah. This has to happen. We who's going to be our third dynamo? Molly. Oh duh. Thank you. She's Tanya. Thank you. She really is. I'm Rosie and you'll, you'll be Donna. No, you're Donna. Why am I Donna? Because you're the star. You're so... Okay, Molly's Donna. Yeah, Molly's Donna. You're Tanya and yeah, I'm Rosie. That's right. Baklava. I just think I'm such a Rosie. Yeah, you are. She loves cakes and she's got a cute round face. And like a little haircut. Yeah. I, I imagine you'll have a haircut like yeah, that Yeah, and point. you can be Tanya because I imagine... She's People t- lift me up with my, by my arms. She likes... You like to get lifted up by your arms... You can wear a strong bob. Nice. You're a little, you're a bitch with a heart of gold. I'm the taller one. Yeah. And you are physically, technically taller than me by a lot. One time somebody asked me how tall you were. I was like, oh, she's six feet tall. And they were like, wow. <laughs> and I was like, right. They're like, that's so tall. Yeah, I, was I guess like, you can't tell when it's online. She's six huh? feet tall, y'all. You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm a size queen. What can I'm, I a, say? I'm a Paris Hilton 11. <laughs> Yeah, that Paris Hilton's real voice. Can you do a Paris Hilton baby voice? Yeah. Oh my God, no way. Uh, I've never heard you do that. Really? That's hot. That's hot. Sana, 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 oh my God. Sana. We are That's actually, actually who we are. We're, we're Paris and Nicole. That's a duo that I would love to do, but I don't think we would. As, a ca- would we? as candles? Yeah. <sighs> Maybe. You know what? Comment below. Give me some time, you guys. I'll make, all, I'll make everything happen. I love Paris and Nicole. Paris and Nicole. You know who else we are? Patsy and Adina. Patsy and Adina from AbFab. I think Nicole Richie is maybe one of the funniest people ever of all time. Natural comedic timing of genius. Yeah. She says the most hilarious things. She's freaking so funny on Simple Life. How about when she yelled at that guy? Yeah. When he was like being like misogynistic towards Paris. And yeah. she was like, just so you know, like, that's my best friend. If you ever talk to her like that, I'll f- like F and kill She's you. She's like, I'll kick you in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yes. I love it. Oh, my God. What a feminist icon right there. Seriously. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's mean, the whole thing is people think sometimes I think we're being hyperbolic. Like, nope, not kidding. No. All right, Elena, I think we answered a lot of good questions. Yeah, those were fun. If you guys have any questions, please um, either DM us or email them to podcast at bijoucandles.com so we can add them on our next candle yeah, or question roundup. This any any kind of questions, though. Ask us anything. anything. All well, right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's been a blast. Love you. Love you, Candle Coven. Love you.